0: Hello everyone and welcome to the ChompCast, the official video game podcast of SwordChomp. Our mission is simple, to discuss the video games we are playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of like-minded people who want to discuss gaming together. A new year has started and with it brings the chance for opportunity, excitement, and adventure. 2022 was a solid year for gaming, both in the AAA and indie spheres. The start of a new year is special to us as we look forward to what the year holds in store. There are many incredible games slated to be released this year, so we are going to discuss what we are most excited for. After that, we will be discussing our personal gaming adventures as of late. After all, it's been a month since we talked about the actual games we've been playing. And we will round out the show with a very important announcement, so please make sure you either stick around for it, or fast forward to that part of the show. Before we unload our excitement of new games upon you, please allow me to introduce you to the voices that you'll be hearing today. Usually I like to do funny intros, but with it being the start of the year, I want to familiarize you with the crew again. First, he's a part-time contributor of articles and podcast hosting duties here at SoreChump. Please welcome our dear friend, Ray. Ray, if you could choose one food to feed aliens upon official first
1: contact, which would you choose and why? Cheese. Cheese is the single greatest basic food in human invention, It was one of the first human inventions of food in terms of turning a basic staple into something else and could Mm. have so many other flavors. Yeah, yeah. I'm ignoring the fact that Rich is just flashing the word come over and over again. Yeah. It shows he's off
0: to a great start this year. He's really invested in what we're doing right now. Cheers! But, okay, so which cheese would you proffer?
1: Which would be the one you would lead with? I mean, I'm a big fan of pepper jack cheese and cheddar cheese. And I remember this past Thanksgiving, dick cheese, as Josh has said. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just, I just read them. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a specific cheese I bought, though, at an Italian supermarket by me that was cheddar cheese with black truffle in it. That was absolutely amazing. Ooh,
0: that sounds Yeah, nice. that sounds great. That sounds great.
1: I think I'd go for like a, like a Gruyere, I really like that. Okay. Oh yeah, Gruyere that, that's is great. Tough. I had, I had some uh, Starbucks uh, bacon and Gruyere egg bites oh. earlier. Oh, those today. are great. Those are Ooh. great. Those are really good. Mm-hmm.
2: Those are great. Ray and I subsisted on those when we were uh, when we were working packs
1: last year. <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh, that's how shit, we started we every day while we were in Boston. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, you're right. That Starbucks was right there. Yeah, it was in our hotel. Yeah, it's Not really a bad good. Way to start your day. A, a lot better mm-hmm. than the Alban pain that was at that hotel years past, which was clearly closed up, but no one bought the space.
2: Little bacon gruyere, little 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 uh, little latte to start the day. It was, it was, you know, it was a nice little little working trip.
3: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cheese, cheese. Mm. Well, Ray, I'm glad you're here to start us off this year. Um, second, he's the editor. He co-hosts this and another one of our podcasts, and he hosts his own show as well. Please welcome Mr. Rich Meister. Rich, regardless of your skill level, if you could play bass on stage with one band, which band would you choose and why? Oh, man, that's a fucking wild question, honestly. Um... Rich, can I just ask you a
4: question? Yeah, How amazing
1: would it be to play the bass line for Longview with Green Day? Oh, yeah. That, w-
2: that would be fucking wild, to be honest. Of all the songs about masturbating, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> Really, Jeez. it wasn't
1: all by myself. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no one uh, was looking.
2: <laughs> it's It's got a funky ba- bass line. Ba-doom, um,
1: ba-doom, ba-doom, honestly,
2: ba-doom, ba-doom, you know what? Actually, when I purely have to think about what would be the most fun, high-energy band to play bass for uh red hot chili peppers
1: Yeah, that's a great yep. choice too. F- you flea flea think you can keep up with shit, Flea though. while he's jumping up and down like He said, down, he like said regardless of skill level. So we have to pretend for this
2: exercise oh, okay. that I
1: absolutely could. Mm-hmm. W- yes. w- would you jump up and down I- with Flea though?
2: I would, uh, yeah, assuming I I had the capability in this scenario, I would, because the funny thing is, like, I can play a lot of Red Hot Chili Pepper songs, but I cannot, like, leap around like a maniac while doing
1: so. No, I just always think about the video for Californication, where he is, like, three feet up in the air, like a pogo stick. Yeah, yeah. Some wild shit going on there. The dude
0: is in his 60s, and he's still doing that. He's still got that, well, the you know... Gotta
2: keep it going somehow. They're still yeah. torn. He's still doing his thing. I, what uh, would be
0: the number one Red Hot Chili Pepper
5: song you'd want to play?
0: Uh, can't Stop. That is oh, that is my favorite song by them. Good call.
5: One
1: is Addicted to the Shindig.
0: I, I, yeah, you can, you can mark me down as Addicted to the Shindig. Yeah. Well, the, the nice news is if uh, Rich were to play that song live with them, he would chop chop, says he's going to win big. True facts yes all oh, right i'm glad you're here uh before we go any further we got josh they are the audio engineer and they co-host this and one of the other shows here at sword Chomp. please welcome josh fowler josh if you could talk with animals what is one question you'd like to ask them and which
4: animal would you ask Ooh, that's ridiculously broad
3: Oh uh, um, well,
0: that bro- broads we don't call them animals anymore.
4: I mean, let to just
3: take a quick break after that. Gonna Sexism wound
4: up is in the fifties.
2: I don't know what that character was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I was like trying to figure it out. I was like,
4: I was thinking about it. I was like, what? What character is it? Huh? Um, any animal? Good grief! That's, um. Would you ask elephants about eugenics? Alright, Charlie Brown, answer, good grief.
1: Good grief. Well, it's like I got the rest a rock. of you
5: had a, a... Any animal. Any question. That's so much. Um, I mean, to be fair, Rich,
0: Rich had, like, any band in the world. Like, any. Yeah,
2: I was racking my brain for a minute.
4: If you could have sex with any mammal... I mean, humans are alright at that. I'd... Platypus. Platypus.
5: What that Hell puss yeah. do? Is that what you're it's saying? Got a, it's got a barred penis. <laughs> yeah, that's I just, that's a, that's that sounds so. Strange. Sign me up. A little yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: um, anything to get me off this rock quickly? Exactly. Any. You can focus on the question
0: before
1: the. Yeah, I
5: guess what 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 question would I want to ask? You're really putting the elephant before the cart.
1: Wouldn't you want to watch like a, a tortoise or something? Something that's lives for like two hundred. years That's kind of what I was thinking. Something that's been, been around yeah, for like forever.
3: Sharks,
0: yeah, sharks also. Yeah, live sharks live pretty long.
5: Well. There, there are a few like, but but then again, what would the tortoise have seen? He's only like, he's been, been two hundred years, but they've only gone like the okay. space of three or four blocks in that he's got time. To, he, I'll level with you. He's got he's a get get what? They're,
1: they're, they're living their best life.
0: Yeah. Did you guys hear about that uh, sex addicted tortoise? I, I did hear about this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, a, is 160
1: years old still wants to go?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. He he's, fucks. He had to retire, though. He's oh. been. He's retire 130 30 fucking... years old now. That's rough. Yeah.
0: He's been. You know has been let's slinging wood for a hundred plus let's years. Get some mm-hmm.
1: Tortoise pipe Yeah, laying some teenage mutant ninja turtle pipe.
3: Ooh.
1: Yeah.
5: I don't know. Maybe maybe like maybe maybe pipe. I ask like a fruit fly what its life okay. goals are for the next, you know, fifteen hey. minutes. Yeah. Concentrate yeah. on not dying. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean like the...
3: Get Is busy like
5: or a...
1: die trying.
5: Yeah. I'm just
3: I'm just they co-
1: didn't they kinda of cover that in like Mass Effect with like Salarians? Don't they live like eight years or something? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like the, yeah, I think I think that's the direction I go. Like I like that. Ask
5: ask them what their, their thoughts so are on the future. Like, yeah. I like that.
0: That's a great question, actually, and it's an yeah. interesting one. Like, if you had 15 minutes to live from when you were born to when you were gonna die, what would be the things you would to
5: do? Exactly.
0: I like that. I like that. That's a nice take. And last, I am the co-host of this show and two others. I do some social media branding, write articles, other boring stuff you don't want to hear about. My name is Shay, and it's a pleasure being here. Do you guys have a question for me to answer? Um, if you could... Uh, fuck, I should have prepared something.
2: Um, (laughs) what do you think is the sexiest marsupial?
5: Oh, we're back and back around to that one, huh? (laughs)
3: <laughs> kangaroo.
5: No, I mean not just not just kangaroo, just kanga. Oh, uh,
0: like... <laughs> I hate answering this because um, there's a very specific reason. I'd go with the bandicoot. Why do you have a specific reason? That's almost worse than the answer. I would no, go with it, bandicoot, it, bandicoot, because if you guys remember, uh, I, yeah, Tana you're attracted from,
2: to John Cena.
0: Tana bandicoot from the yeah. very first Crash Bandicoot. She had huge boobs and the most recent as a kid growing up, I was like, damn, those are some big boobs. You were like, I love the fuck that. That's what
3: what, you said is like, I I mean, I was like eight years old. So I didn't didn't quite know what that was.
1: Funny thing. I was talking to someone literally an hour ago about how the internet exploded when Lola bunny was given a smaller chest in the space jam sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a very specific sect
5: of the internet. you, you You can't take that away from, from us.
3: That's,
1: no, but like, the funny thing, I was thinking, I was like, well, it's like, obviously, people are just angry because they're already used to a small-chested rabbit because we all saw Bugs in drag. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> you ever feel funny, like, when you saw Bugs Bunny dressed like a girl, Bunny?
1: <laughs> I feel, feel kind of funny, like, when he used to climb the rope climb to in rope gym, the gym class.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I just, I got marsupials on the mind. I'm just gonna read you guys a real text message I sent uh-huh. earlier today. Ha. Huh. Um, this is just kind of a broad strokes to two friends of mine. I sent a group chat and I said, you guys got anything going on this weekend? I want to get a drink. I want to kill God. I want to fight a kangaroo. Uh-huh. Do you want to
1: attack and dethrone God? Yes. By the way, I miss that being a trending thing because I, just I like have those a JRPG. Every JRPG for you. Yeah,
3: it's, it's called it's... any of them. Yeah, I it's called yes. every
1: JRPG.
2: Quest one, rescue cat from tree. Quest 99, kill god.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- those things tend to go hand in hand. Yeah. That's why well, is, there aren't as many firefighters as there used to be. They've killed all the gods. There's not much was, left for ca- them to do. I'm
2: pretty sure that's alcohol poisoning as somebody who knows oh, a lot of those guys. Oh, my bad,
0: my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks, Rich. For That that was a good question. That was a good Just question. Some, yeah. Um Actually, not. It was it was an okay question. It was if a I, question. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was an okay. Oh, it was it was, okay a, question. it was a question. It yeah. was. Yeah, you was.
2: you met that criteria. There. Yeah. There's. Uh, I mean, to be fair, we didn't have any prep time, so like on hot true. seat, here, I think here, I did. Here, I, well. I have
1: a question. Yeah. I have a question, Shay. If you yeah. could make your next COVID booster shot evoke any flavor, what would that be? So, like when I get the shot,
0: I I taste something in my mouth. Yes. Yes. The first thought that is coming to my mind is strawberry, and the reason why is because it's strawberry season here in Japan, and they Mm. have these really good, like, um, these like little mochis that you can buy, it happens every new year, you can buy it at all the shops, and... It's strawberry flavored mochi, and on the inside, they have an actual strawberry. There's this like light spongy breading and some cream in the middle. Or oh, with that sounds very mochi.
1: good. Yeah, that's it's it's super delicious. It's so very like decadent. Actual, actual strawberry taste, and not like Jolly Rancher strawberry. No, actual strawberry taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not like no, I love actual strawberry. Yeah, not like synthetic. Yeah, I hate that art. Like it's funny. There's so many flavors. Like real watermelon. Real watermelon. Yeah. I love. But I always compare the fake stuff like Jolly Ranchers, which I dislike.
2: Well, isn't that one of those things like with artificial flavoring? Like, don't they say like artificial banana is like closer to what a banana would have tasted like 100 that's, years ago?
1: That's specifically no banana runs. Specifically, there was a banana oh, famine that's in the mid 1900s that killed almost all the bananas on the planet. Yeah. Old bananas used to be smaller and sweeter, and they tasted like what like those runs do. Right, right, right. Our current yeah. bananas are starchier, bigger, and are less flavorful.
2: That's what I was going to say. Like, the main point being is I know, like, that that's, like, a real thing, that, like, the modern-day banana is very different compared to what, what they once were.
1: It's specifically bananas, though, but, like, strawberries, watermelons and stuff, I don't know where they're just like, this tastes close to fucking enough. Mm.
2: It was, like, a, that big deal. We definitely talked about this on the podcast, but it happened a few years back when we were like, yo, new apple just dropped. Yep.
1: Yeah, but but the funny thing is, literally last year an actual new Apple just dropped. The that's what I mean. Crisp. That's what we're, yeah, yeah. The Cos-
2: that's what we were talking about. I'm Like, yo, you guys hear the yeah. news? New Apple just dropped. Can't wait to try it.
1: No, mm-hmm. and you know what though? If they made a candy, it tastes like that. Great, but like you you give me something that tastes like sour apple. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't.
2: No, but I did try that Cosmic Crisp. Pretty good apple. Oh, no, yeah. they're delicious. This is a weird hmm. podcast. They, sorry, went to no. I was went letting you guys just go on your, your, your no no. We're at, I'm having a good time. It's just you know it's it's weird sometimes the places we go. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're aware of it, that's the most important part. Like, yeah,
2: I'm, we're definitely self-aware. I mean, I just enjoy the the conversation.
0: I do too. I do too. But let's get back on track. Most anticipated games of 2023. Here's how this list is going to work. I have chosen five games that I think the world and we are mostly excited for. They might not necessarily be at the top of our lists for all of us, but they're ones that I think we as a collective kind of have on our radar at least. Um, After those five that we run down, we're going to take turns going through our personal top four lists that we have carefully curated over the past week. Um, We have worked extremely hard um not me them. and i like actually Dude, usually when these kind of lists come around we're usually kind of like last minute kind of people but these ones i think we all like worked on well in advance so i'm really excited to talk about it um no nope. pure impulse and by the way these are in no particular order uh these group 5 i just wrote yeah. them down yeah. so just to keep that in mind but we're going to start off with the banger that i do think um all of us are excited for to varying degrees is uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is the sequel to 2017's Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, where to start with this one? I, I didn't oh expect Breath of the Wild, and I'm kind of curious what you guys think, to ever get a sequel, you know, because usually, usually Zelda games don't get sequels, usually. I mean, there, there are the rare cases, but. Spirit Tracks majora's mask as well too yeah, yeah. phantom but, hourglass but i mean they're usually not i don't know i, I just zelda I thought, 2
1: the adventures of link <laughs> we're, we're just gonna keep you know doing that, that. you know what i mean
0: you know no, what I, I mean. like I, I know you, you can mean. even look like chronologically and a lot of them fall yeah. upon different timelines and stuff and so with breath of the wild with how complete that game is how gargantuan that game is to get a sequel was really surprising at the time and to see that that release trailer and the subsequent information that's come out of it um what what that game is going to be i'm super intrigued like they're going to be going up into the sky um for sky kingdoms and stuff like that i'm i'm very very interested oh yeah. Where where are you guys kind of at with this game
2: i don't think i'm as surprised that it's happening when it just Based on the sheer, like, success of Breath of the Wild. Um, what more surprised me is, because I guess I haven't thought about it, when you like, we were like, 2017's Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, that was six years ago.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like six years in March. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> right? Um, that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely fucking vile. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I
2: mean, I Breath of the Wild is such a fantastic game. I just hope this, if, if this even, like, is 75% of the way to being as fun as that game was, then it's going to be fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say so. It's kind of crazy to think that this sequel has taken six years to come out when, like, they were able to turn around and make Majora's Mask and release that two years later. And I will say this. I mean, games have a lot more in them now, the scope and scale of them. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's much bigger adventures, but it's also I mean, kind of crazy. There's only so about about
2: much how, game you well, can fit on an N64 cartridge. It, it, yes, right. and also it's important to think about what Majora's Mask was, which was it was a fun experimental thing they got to do, but it was also not, made as a response to like ocarina was so successful it was made as a response to these assets were expensive we need to make more than one game out of this
1: that's yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's that's definitely true but also I actually have a slightly different take on tears of the kingdom which by the way I still need to point out I feel they need to point out rather that I originally the announcement of the game had to be delayed in the UK because I feel like the name Tears of the Kingdom happened right on the death of Queen Elizabeth.
5: Yeah. Which is... They didn't want to accidentally, you know, imply that fucking any Irish person was tearful over
1: that event. Definitely (laughs) not. But also, I feel like like Tears of the Kingdom is going to do something that's already been painfully obvious for a while. And I feel like almost, um, you know the last game did was it's going to prove more than anything how Nintendo needs to put out new hardware. I feel Hmm. like you know... Depending on how they handle that mobility, yeah. The mobility and draw distance, and there's a lot going on, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that you know, that initial game it... I didn't beat it but I also remember like I wasn't as gaga over it as other people because also... Like, you know people complain about say like assassin's creed checklist games i find checklists to be relaxing like i find yeah. almost i i'm someone who suffers from like choice paralysis so when i'm given infinite latitude i choose to do nothing too often yeah so um but that game is going to if it if it runs well on the switch i'm going to be surprised I mean, I'm surprised the first one ran well on the Switch, so... I, that's actually my point.
2: I don't think on a technical end it's going to be doing anything greater than what the first one did, so I think it's
5: going to run just fine.
1: Um, really, it's I, funny think the, sky, I think the sky thing is going to demand a draw distance well, that's, sort of situation. That's what I was saying,
5: depending on how they handle the mobility, because I think they could handle it more or less, like, m- much more contained areas, because it seemed like Every, everything they showed in the trailer so far, it looks like a much more discreet, oh, there's a Sky Island above you, like, here, use this item to get up to it, sort of a thing, than just, like, a free, complete 360, you can go absolutely everywhere.
3: But that least, almost
1: betrays yeah. the grandeur of the initial game.
5: Well, I mean, not really. Because in, in all the other that, games,
1: the Sky Islands have been, like, you know, theoretically, no, no, I'm t- uh, I'm ridiculously about, high,
5: sort of, I mean, you know, other than, it? like,
1: uh, um... Why can't I, why can't I yeah. remember the subtitle? What was it called? Legend of Zelda... Tears, Tears of the, the Kingdom? Zelda. No, the initial, the Switch one. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, okay, thank you. Breath of the Wild was, like, a truly, like, open, open world. Yeah. I'm well, saying that was, like, the, the province.
5: Yeah, but like that, that's, that's kind of what I was saying, like, maybe the Sky Islands are gonna be almost... Like a a shrine analog. And or I know some complaints were about the lack of full you know, like full scale dungeons. So maybe these Sky Islands are gonna it it could be less of them but more in depth, but with still that you know, the rest of the Breath of the Wild type open world around it. It's it's hard to say. We've seen so curated, you know, chunks of this game so far. That yeah.
1: actually leads to my one other question about this game. Do we see it in 2023?
5: I think yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think, I think they're the delay, really going to be aiming for that, you know, holiday release window.
0: I, I think it has to come out this year because like you guys are talking about with the Switch and... I think the know, Switch is too Switch long. The Switch has been out for two... six
5: years now. It's... it's yeah.
0: I don't want to say it's coming on its last legs. People have been oh, no, saying no. it for is. about two years now. I, I think now, so. But I would just say with where the, where the technology is at, if they delay it any longer, people are gonna be less inclined to play it because you know PS Five is out, Siri, yeah. or, uh, yeah. series or well, series X and at... is out. You know the graphics cards are debatably yeah. getting better. Well, but, uh, yeah, like, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Breath, an issue of the of the of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a
1: Wii U game.
5: What? Yeah. Well, but Breath like, of the Wild yeah, is again. a Wii
1: U game initially. Yeah. Um, Literally. they got pushed off.
5: They they do the cross gen thing regularly at this point with but, Z- um, with
1: Zelda actually.
5: Yeah, with Zelda. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I think that I, I think that shows how well they optimize their games. But but uh, to the to the age of the Switch thing, they've they've already it's already leaked internally. I don't think they've addressed it, but it's leaked that their plans for a switch pro like a gen 0.5 thing have been scrapped because they're just going to focus on the completely next gen next, um, next one, which yeah. I have to assume as, as is still going to be based on the switch given that success, but not, not just like a minor hardware upgrade. They're um, calling I, it the swap.
4: I
1: don't think Nintendo will actually ever split their gamer base again between handheld and console. I think the Switch is I don't think so. There... I, think,
5: I think that's. I think that's the is way there forward. And the, the hybrid is their... Yeah. yeah, they're but, also but bringing think, back
1: uh, Hanafuda card machines. I, th-
5: I think the point being is if they, <laughs> if they were going to do a Switch Pro
4: type of a thing, there. This was an issue during the last gen with some of the
5: man, we, we 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 really want to do stuff with this new hardware, but we have to support the original specs. And I think this is Nintendo's way of saying, no, we, we cannot continue to support the Switch specs with
1: everything going forward. That's oh, you mean wh- like my right. first time playing Xenoblade Chronicles was on the new 3DS? Hmm, yeah. That was right. my first time playing that game, was on the new 3DS, and then I remember watching videos, someone... Backported it to the original 3DS and it was horrific. Rich, you yeah. saw those videos, yeah, yeah. So
2: it it's was not run to, in time. To go
1: back yeah. to your last point, Josh, I think I think that's
0: kind of critical is that PS5 and Xbox Series X and S have shown that even if you drop a game like a year or two ago on the past console, mm-hmm. that you can just up res it and resell it. So yeah. I think it would be important and pertinent for them to get um, Tears of the Kingdom. Out this year and whatever they are And to sell name.
1: another
5: copy of it
0: instead of... Right, exactly. Yeah. And they're going to make that money back because people are going to want to
5: play it because Zelda sells.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, instead I mean, of doing reasons. another
5: cross-system or cross-gen thing. Yeah.
1: Nintendo it, like, pioneered like, like, that X. also. I mean, look at... Yeah. Look at Mario All-Stars on the Super Nintendo. They pioneered I mean, the, let's yeah. resell your shit to you. Yeah. God, we love buying things twice.
0: <laughs> yeah. We do indeed. But, I mean, what... One other question I have before we move on from this game is, is there, any, is there anything you would like to see, like a, a facet of Breath of the Wild that you absolutely need to be in the sequel? Or is there like one thing from Breath of the Wild that you don't want to see return in the sequel? You can answer either one of those questions. It doesn't matter.
1: Weapon durability needs to go. No, it needs wrong. to
5: stay. I love it, it It's the, it needs to stay one of the best things of that if, game If they take the lessons they learned from the hard mode And like actually do more with it Because it works hmm. a million times better in the hard mode
2: I just love mixing up my toolkit with that Like it is Like taking that away robs something of that game to me Like I just love it I don't understand the people who don't like it I genuinely don't get it I think it's so fun
1: the best boy oh. agrees. I love that. <laughs> I never liked weapon durability in pretty much any game. Like, th- things I mean, that I mean, I don't like it in, like, MMOs or I hear stuff. some barking. Where, I'll be right back. Yeah, where you, we we all you heard can the get the weapon
5: back or whatever. But, like, I, I think it works the best in the original campaign in Ganon's Tower, where you're finding all of the, uh, like, rusted equipment. Like, all this old oh. Hylian stuff that's extremely no, high that- damage, but it breaks in, like, four swings.
1: Um, oh, right. the thing is in certain circumstances of rusted shit or when you're beating shit with twigs yeah that makes sense but like yeah an iron sword a steel sword like normal like it's not rusted it's maybe magic like I remember in you know when I first got the master sword I was like okay I just need to wait for it to recharge I was like this is a big deal
3: <laughs> hmm.
0: well like I, th- I think, I, I, think what, depends
5: what I think which sorry yeah uh, I think it kind of depends what sort of route you're taking through it, because by the time I got to the Master Sword, it was weaker than basically everything else I had.
1: Oh, that's same, that's what I was same here. with The fact that it recharged. Well. <laughs> I guess well, it's like, well, okay.
0: That's, that's the thing, is like, if you use so- something over and over again, it's going to be prone to either breaking or, especially with a weapon like that, it's going to dull over time. So, yeah. for me, like, at first, I wasn't a big fan of the durability, and then I understood it as kind of you know, I'm using this weapon again and again and again and again and again. In the real world situation, it would dull, and I would have to repair it. So, if they were to get rid of something like the durability system, would you be okay with them kind of integrating a you have to repair your weapon? In
1: Monster order Hunter whetstones.
0: Yeah, I, I think, mean they're they're yeah. they're they're different takes on
5: on the I same. I think there's concept, room for I both. Think. I think there's room for both because I, I
4: do like the idea of... Because, I mean, a lot of the equipment never breaks in in, in practice. Mm.
5: Like, it is always worth having a leaf in your inventory because you might need it for puzzles or for, like,
3: or for moving Floating a
5: boat in. around. And since you're not actually hitting anything with it, you you never lose that durability. Um and I think, I mean, that, that, that's just kind of, like, the strongest example of how some of the equipment doesn't need to break. Like, they could have just made that, like, an item or something, and you know, that, that, that's not going to break, but... I, there's room, there's break. room to flesh the whole system out more, is kind of what I'm, what I'm getting at.
1: Yeah, well, mm. I actually like your examples of, like, the highly, like the Hylian weapons, like, high damage, but they're yeah. rusted, so, like, they bust up. And also, again, like, twigs and stuff, that makes yeah. sense to me. But, like, a standard iron or steel sword, yeah, you should be
5: able to just repair. Yeah, yeah, I, g- I get that, but, like, again, kind of like what I was saying on the hard mode, almost all the weapons feel more like that system, because you're just, it
1: takes so much damage to kill anything. Well, it's uh, also a hard mode in general, yeah. like yes, any yeah. hard mode, like all bets are off, like it's not yeah. the standard, like... And I would be fine the with them
5: also adding choice. like an easy mode, like fucking nothing breaks if they really wanted
1: something like that for, for the people who want it, because, I mean, why not? Oh, as they, as they should, just in terms of accessibility, in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. just what time do you want to put into the game? Because also, developers want you to see their shit.
4: Like like oh we put all this work into the game, see it as you're willing.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not.
0: That's fair. Uh, are there any other aspects of the game? Um, this is for
5: Josh and Rich that oh, yeah. you want to see return or uh, see disappear?
0: In uh, the I sequel? want
5: I want to see the taming horses reappear, but I I want to be able to tame everything else. And, and like, keep, because you could tame, like, the skeleton horses and the bears, but then they were gone once you stopped riding them. Like You could
2: ride them, but you
5: couldn't pay to, like, have them stay at a stable. Like, you couldn't keep them. I want to be able to keep those in this next game. Like, more than anything. Yes, I agree. Like that it's funny you win. say that,
2: Josh, because I was actually that was the thing I was going to bring <laughs> up as well. Like I want to be able to pay to stable a bear exactly. and just be like, This is my bear
0: now. His name is <laughs> Reginald, and we're going to save hyrule Exactly. Mm. That's dope. That's a good answer. Rich, how about you? Um
2: I mean that one, yes, I agree with. Uh nothing major. I mean, I'm looking to see what inventive things they can do, but there's nothing in that game that I want like stripped out of it. You know, like I fucking love Breath of the Wild. I just want more.
3: Mm.
5: Yeah, I I could see them scrap the tilting puzzles. Like, okay, we don't need yeah, yeah, yes. Like we get it. Yes, we, we, we understand yeah. that the Switch has motion controls. We don't. We we can scrap those.
2: I understand. There's gyroscopes in here. Uh-huh. They're garbage. Throw them away. Yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Um, I like. I don't have anything to add. I think you guys hit all the main points. Um, I I guess. The one thing I would want to see return is the creativity and the puzzles and the shrines. I, yeah. I hope that makes a triumphant, um, not return, but uh, I, I just want to see
5: more. Of yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I guess also in like a, a more general thing, I hope it's like filled with the same level of discovery that first game was because. Nothing will ever compare to me like one of the best experiences I've had with video games in the past like 20 years were like those first few weeks of Breath of the Wild of just like texting people about this game and being like and did you see the fucking like dragon like flying through this ravine and there's this like secret town over here like just finding weird shit like because a thing Ray mentioned earlier is like that decision paralysis and I sort of have that same thing with games sometimes. But Breath of the Wild broke that for me by not Hmm. giving you quest icons like I never had decision paralysis because I was just wandering around and like stumbling into things and there was less like directive. Like I have a a glossary of like quests to get through. There was just shit to find.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Okay. so the next game that we have on our group list that we are excited for is Final Fantasy 16 a game that um i think we all got pretty excited for when we saw the release trailer drop um so this game is going to be released in 2023 or 2023 excuse me as a timed exclusive on the PS5 um it's kind of hearkening back a little bit to its medieval roots um, th- there's of course a very extensive uh plot that's going to be happening at happening as per usual with these games so i won't get into it too much but there are some tropes that of course you know all final fantasy games have that will be making a triumphant return that time i can use that expression but anyways um where are you guys at with this game like what, what is your overall excitement level and everything for final fantasy 16
1: let me just say it's two things for me it is i loved final fantasy 15 I thought it was a great game um, that brought the series into the modern era very well. And then also, I now also have unflinching support for Yoshi P, yeah. the head of Final Fantasy 14. And I feel like Josh could attest to this. And even Rich, I know you played some FF14. I played plenty of that game. and You know
2: it is funny? I was
1: recently looking at
2: uh, this like, infograph infographic. Of like the two different directions of like the two main Final Fantasy teams went in over the years after six. And I love things on both ends of it. But like the direction in which like Yoshi P stuff ended up. Yeah. Um and also this sort of like strong return to High Fantasy, because the last time we tried to do the strong return to High Fantasy was Final Fantasy IX, and I fucking love Final Fantasy IX so like yeah that's a a bright spot to me like not to say i didn't love the other stuff coming around before and after that but i really do like i have a soft spot for final fantasy 9
4: yeah yeah Mm. i i'm liking it the more i see of it um those first couple trailers looked
5: painfully generic like okay, we're we're doing high fantasy again. That's neat. It's I, we've but, not seen that in so long. I'm kind of excited just on that merit. But like everything else they showed was nothing. Tropy R uh, J R P. Yeah, yeah. But as they yeah, show more, like, and I'm like, ooh, class
4: warfare. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> like I was just I was not feeling there. Like I know this the series is about stories and everything, but like it felt like we were getting. <sighs> it it felt like a sizzle reel for like a downton abbey or some shit. I'm like, why why are they trying to frame this with with this like trailer style. You know what and though?
1: Tropes are tropes for a reason, and it's because they often work. And take this from someone who late last year read the entirety of the count of monte cristo, which is a huge revenge story over 1400 pages. Yeah. Revenge is one of the You know how we
2: feel about revenge stories.
1: No, revenge is a primal feeling, and it works for narratives. And you know what? I feel like Yoshi P, given what he's done with Final Fantasy fourteen, he has almost earned the right to take some tropey of tropey ass shit. Yeah, and let's see his spin. Like, I feel like he's gonna do something. It's gonna feel familiar, but fresh at the same time. Hmm.
5: Yeah. Well, again, that's kind of why I feel. Like, I've been more excited the more I've seen of it, just because, like, with more context, it it doesn't feel as paper-thin as that first trailer was making a lot of it feel to me.
1: Well, also, sure. let's be honest, at this point, it's revenge with kaiju battles, as far as I can tell. Like, the Which summons are, are kaijus. Cool. <laughs> right. Like, it's no, it's mixing all the best of, like, Western literature tropes with... Japanese monster cinema, like these are some great mashup ideas. Just on bit, if someone just said, Count of Monte Cristo meets Godzilla, I'm like, Yeah, I'm here for it. The Count of Neo Tokyo,
3: mm. yeah. I, I,
1: you just named a blockbuster anime coming out 10 years from now, right? Yeah, I'm sure. gonna get a producer credit on it <laughs> so.
0: I'm kind of a an imposter when it comes to Final Fantasy games because I I haven't truly gotten through one and enjoyed one to the highest degree since Final Fantasy X. You know, I, I've uh I've seen some stuff on twelve. I never thoroughly played it. I spent a little bit of time playing thirteen and I spent a little bit of time playing That's 14. And weird. they're not bad games, in my opinion. I enjoyed my time with them. I just never I never Got as immersed as I did with some of the PS1 and yeah. PS2
5: era. Those both Final require Fantasy a game. lot more from you. Like a lot am, of the older games were really easy to get into. Final I, Fantasy
1: 14 specifically is like at this point a full time job if you really but, want to understand what's but going on. so it also might but, be
2: one of the best Final Fantasy stories ever, which is bananas to oh think no, about. It is the so, best.
0: No, you so with
1: Final, Final Fantasy, tells you it's not the best.
0: I'll fight you <laughs> with the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, that kind of granted that is a new take on an old story that kind of rekindled my desire to play Final Fantasy games, uh, newer ones as well. You know, um, I haven't made time recently to go back to 13 or 15, though I very much want to. But with 16 coming out and it looking uh, stylistically like it's harkening back to older Final Fantasy games, that has me more excited to try and play it than. Um, my excitement level for 13 or 15. So I'm I'm pretty excited for this game.
1: Yeah. 15, I I can tell you right now, is the best bromance ever represented in video games. It is a dude bro road trip where they take an extended part out to look at the wedding dress Hmm. that the main character's betrothed is going to wear, and there's no machismo about it. Like, this is beautiful. This is like... It is non-toxic masculinity, oddly oh, yeah. enough, at its best.
5: You know, it really is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair.
0: I'm, I, I, I uh, you know, the ones that I've experienced in a to a greater degree, I would say, I, I do like the uh, relationship between um, what is it, Sam and Rafe from Uncharted Four. I think that's yeah I really like that bromance as well. But that's a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. I mean that could be a topic unto itself bromances yeah, yeah. and in gaming. But uh yeah, I I'm just I'm excited to see what happens in this game. I'm a little hesitant like you are, Josh, just because like initially I was like, Okay, JRPG, got it. But um we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm yeah. still excited for this game. I, I wanna experience it. Um I'm excited yep. to see what comes of it. So and to be clear, uh, we could have just as well included the second installment of Final Fantasy VII uh, remake in this list, but we kind of, yeah. I kind of, I kind of felt like uh, Rich and I are super excited for it. Ray, yes. Josh, I'm sure you guys have some level excitement for it. But the thing is that that even though it's a new take on an old story, it is still kind of an old story. So I didn't really feel as confident putting it on, yeah, on a group. potentially well, an old story. That
5: and- Anybody who's excited for it is excited for it. We're not going to change any minds at this point. We've like, spent pl- play the many first hours. One, if you're curious, we've so.
2: we spent many hours of podcast talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am currently like 13 hours into the Crisis Core Remaster. There's plenty of Final Fantasy talk to go around.
1: That's right. reunion. Exactly. Shut
0: the fuck
2: up.
1: Okay,
0: reunion.
3: so reunion.
0: The next one, Spider-Man Two. Uh, Insomniac's
1: next game coming out. And, uh, as you know... Wait, we're not talking about the Neversoft PS1 game? Enter Electro? Yeah, I thought that's what we were talking about. Nope. Uh, So, the first one and Miles
0: Morales were massive hits, um, for obvious reasons. It is a very tight experience, uh, gameplay-wise. It is a well-written game. It is a beautiful game. There's a lot to like about this game. Yeah. And I, I think what's got... I don't have as much experience as, uh... Obviously, the other guys here do. But what I I will say is, from what I've seen, what I've read, and my personal excitement is, I think a lot of people are excited to see kind of how they bring these two characters that they developed together in the next installment and to see how their stories are going to intertwine and work well in a fully-fledged game.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The first Spider-Man... I think has been the absolute
5: best take on the, you know, that, that Batman-style combat that we've been seeing, iterated on over and over again with just the tiniest amount of tweaks. And then, dear lord, does it just absolutely sing in Spider-Man 1. Um, it, the flow
2: is phenomenal, and I think Miles Morales nails it even more so. It, exactly. Um, like... Those those games just feel fluid and everything. Like there are a lot of good Spider-Man video games, but these this is like the cream of the crop, yeah. Um, in terms of that stuff, and also just I like I have a soft spot for Spider-Man, but like as Spider-Man writing goes, is a great story. It's a great original take on on a Spider-Man universe. Because if there's one thing I love that is kind of more fun to do with a character like Spider-Man is. You don't need to bog anything down with origins like I like that they just kind of took a different status quo Spider-Man and went like you understand Spider-Man like rhinos a thing Scorpions like these characters are just running around and you're going to kind of pick up on how long ex-villains have existed and what their relationship to Peter Parker is via their interactions and when you you put a sandbox that has a status quo in, you can have a lot more fun with it.
1: But you know yeah, what? Exactly. To, to some of your points, the Miles Morales game, I feel like, was a lot tighter. And actually, yes. and you know what it is? It, it didn't do the origin story thing. And the thing is, I always say it's about certain properties. If I ever see origin stories of Batman, Superman, Spider Man ever again, I'm just not even interested. Like, they, How many times do I have to watch the Wayne's get shot in an alley? Exactly. But with Miles Morales specifically. We got to see his most important, like his Green Goblin, like the Prowler. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. that, it, it's Green Goblin with a twist. As I like that's a personal story, and not to spoil it, it's just it's personal. But then you get to see like the better sides of that, and that I just hope that Spider-Man Two learns the lessons of Miles Morales, and is not too bloated? And this is someone who's I like the more modern Assassin's Creed games, and they're bloated as fuck. But yeah, Miles yeah. Morales was a better game than Spider-Man.
2: I think hmm. that the sequel is probably going to be as bloated as the first one, and I, I think that's I, fine. Yeah. I think Miles Morales' tighter experience lends it. I
5: platinum the my, Miles Morales twice. Oh. I platinum the PS4 and PS5 versions. Was there versions, a way to be- buy Miles Morales without getting the first one? I'm, my brain is... Completely on you know the PS5 for saying. sure
1: remastered you, for sure. No, that's
2: what I'm saying. I'm like, was, it I'm was I'm confused. What do you mean? It it's a separate game, it's a separate game. it was never it was
5: wasn't like always bundled.
1: No, it wasn't it was a, it was a, ever it was only the PS5
5: no. version that was bundled.
1: No, and take anyway. this as someone take this as someone who platinum anyway. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I could play bloated as shit games. Yeah, Miles Morales was. A better game than the Peter Parker Spider Man game. So I, I yeah. hope they learned some lessons.
0: I would imagine they did. I mean, if they were to able, granted, you're, you guys are talking about how they made kind of a more contained game with Miles Morales, because it's kind of a, yeah. not a sequel, but a sidestep yeah. in the way of them telling an alternate story within that universe. I think the, just that just that short, um, one to Miles Morales showed that they learned some lessons from the first game and hopefully they're able to find a better balance between having a lot of content in the massive game that will be Spider-Man 2 while also
5: yeah, taking some of the lessons that they learned from Miles Morales. Well, I think it's possible to have a much bigger game without it feeling... Bloated. Bloated? Like, you can have a lot having- of content well but by having the two characters there you can just do an a and b plot type thing and make it feel like there's stuff going on for both of them without it feeling like all this just extraneous crap thrown at you
1: and for the love of fuck take out all those fucking stealth sections they sucked universally yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna see those back I, I hope, anyway. I don't want to be Mary Jane sneaking through a fucking oh, museum those, again. Oh, yes. those, They Those sucked. are not
2: great. I, I thought you were talking about, like, listen, um, if we have any stealth sections in this game, uh, any stealth should be explored by Miles, you know, the Spider-Man with the ability to turn invisible. <laughs> yeah.
1: And paralyze people. Yes. Yes, no, mm-hmm. t- two skills that are conducive to stealth. Invisibility... And Paralysis. Let's not do Mary Jane hiding from Kingpin thugs in a museum.
5: Yeah. Honestly, the only thing, the only way those stealth sections would have worked is if they were in the Miles Morales game to show, here's how I just got, you know, caught and easily died or whatever, like to show that, oh, now that I have stealth, it's just, it's completely a non-issue. Like it doesn't even make sense in the first Spider-Man game that those sections are there. As far as just mechanically, they're they're not adding anything.
1: But yeah. Anyway, regardless, they felt yeah. they need to add Mary Jane. I really feel like that's what like you have to play as Mary Jane and a pre-powered Miles Morales. I get the
5: idea they were going for there with like this whole investigative sort of you know detectivey feel, but like the you know like you sections. That's not. You could have gotten that it.
2: stuff you could have gotten that stuff across just fine because, like, I think they did do a good job with her character and she was interesting, Oh yeah, but I don't think are, you need... It was great, just not the gameplay. I don't think you needed the gameplay. Like, you could have gotten that stuff across through cutscenes just fine. Completely
1: yeah,
4: right.
0: Hmm. Cool. Well, that's Spider-Man, too. Hopefully, I, I I imagine that game's gonna be great, so... Yeah. Um, now to some more uh, indie cuts, one, one of which I think is kind of bridging the gap between indie and, you know, more studio, popular games, whatever you want to label or classify it as. Hollow Knight Silksong is a game that uh, not it real. seems like, you know, we've been just talking about forever that sequel, when is it going to drop? Uh, of course, the guys lovingly made the comment before we even started the show, that game doesn't even exist. Does that game even exist? Is it actually ever going to really come out? Because is it a game that actually exists? Things like that. I um, want to just get that out ahead of time but um yeah this is obviously a game that a lot of people have been looking forward to because hollow knight was a you know a metroidvania souls-esque game that nobody expected to be as good as it was um i think people were hyped for it when it was um, on eve of coming out but people did not expect that game to be as incredible as it was and is so naturally when the studio announced that there was going to be a sequel and you're going to be playing as one of the bosses from the game. People were like, hell yeah, I'm on board with that. Well, you know, four years later, people have been patiently waiting for that game. And um, it, it looks like it's going to be more of Hollow Knight with some pro- probably with some lessons that they've learned from the first game, though. I don't know what there was to improve upon from the first game because the first one is a fantastic game, but I would say, you know, obviously, I think being such a Metroidvania enthusiast here, I'm just, I'm excited for more Hollow Knight just in general, but where do you guys sit with this game? I I think in theory, it's gonna be theoretically great.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I think they thought this was gonna it's be a lot easier than they were expecting. But then given a completely new moveset, they're like, alright,
4: we really have to rethink how we design a world, uh, mm. given, you know, how Hornet moves, as opposed to the Knight, um, the Bug Knight. do I don't think there's, I don't, is there a canon name? Anyway, anyway. The Hollow
5: Knight. Yeah. Well, but the Hollow Knight, someone else, I guess, theoretically, you're the Hollow Knight by the end, but anyway. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think they were like, oh, this is fun. It's fun to play around in these levels, but then maybe that, you know, turned into a bigger project than they realized. As a, a, you know, they realized, okay, this is a much more flexible moveset than we originally thought. A bunch of the original challenges we had are going to be trivialized if we don't really rethink stuff. So that's, that's my guess, just going into it, given how fleshed out the movement system is and the the different pathing through the worlds if you're sequence breaking using some of the crazy tech you can do
4: with the really flexible movement in the original hollow knight so hmm. maybe that's what's
0: prevented it from coming out you know after all this times i'm trying to flush that out maybe who knows I don't know. Yeah. I, I the think site. they
4: probably had, at some point had to completely rethink how they were proceeding. So,
0: mm. yeah, that's a, that's certainly a possibility. Do do you guys actually see it coming out this year?
2: I I think we'll probably have some new thoughts on it when it makes this list in twenty twenty
0: four. That's fair. Like the the thing is, like, part of me does like you guys want to clown it for not having come out after. It being talked about, oh, this is the year it's gonna come out. No, this is the well, year it's gonna And like because I like but then I think about Elden Ring and that game was clowned on for a while for similar reasons, whereas like, does that game even exist? Is that game even gonna come out? And I'm not saying that Hollow Knight Silk Song will be this amazing game or win game of the year awards or anything like that. But I, I'm just saying like for me, I've always had these experiences where I'm like, Oh, this game guaranteed is gonna be good and yeah. then it's not that great and then there i have games in my life where i'm like you know is that game ever gonna really come out I i don't i'm not gonna buy into the hype and then i'm always proven wrong and so yeah like i'm i'm in this weird place with hollow knight silksong where like i'm super excited for that game but on the other hand i'm like is this game ever really gonna come out so like i'm in this i'm in this weird like purgatory with this game right now probably uh I'm going to fall somewhere in the middle. I'm I'm sure I'm still going to love Silk Song, but it's been so long that as I was putting this list together and I was putting it on my list, part of me was like, am I still actually that excited for
4: this game because I've been hyping it up to myself for 4 years now. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And Ray uh mentioned off off the air that he has not played the first
0: one. So, He will be rectifying that, probably, or something.
1: It is on my extremely long backlog list. Hmm. That's that's good. Hopefully you can bump it up. I love Metroidvania, so... And I was saying, like... I was saying to you in, you know, our chat, like, I've played many a Metroidvania, so, you know what, it is a blind spot for me, and I regret that. So Mm. maybe I can... Finish the original game by 2028 when this sequel comes out. Hey, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Good timetable.
0: Go. Yeah. Uh, the last game, this was kind of one that we inserted at the last minute. We were initially going to do f- four, but I think this one is a great suggestion because we had one indie game and we're big indie aficionados here. Not the biggest, the most, you know. Uh, But we do love indie games here. And so I think it would be pertinent for us to at least highlight one more. And uh, Josh had the great suggestion of the Plucky Squire also being on our list of games we're most anticipating this year. Um, That game looks fucking adorable and charming and we were all mesmerized by the trailer when it dropped. I think this is a great, going to be a great game. I think it's going to be kind of like one of those, I don't know if it's going to be on the level of like, how tunic was for um us last year but it definitely looks like it has the uh promise to be as good as a game like tunic or just as memorable for us yeah the charm factor is there. there
2: yeah i the visual presentation is so good and uh ray mentioned this in our private chat and it was like the first thought i had back when we saw the trailer for this is uh it's like very much uh borrowing from the thing that was so cool about a link between worlds like oh, that yeah, like yeah. transition between 2D and 3D and yeah. also the idea of like uh moving it onto like household objects and stuff like ah uh, that game is
5: it, something else yeah yeah there's I'm sold just on what we've seen so far but that's such a huge possibility space that I'm just I'm really excited to see what else they can do with it cuz like it looked good enough based off of... The beginning of the trailer was showing off all these fluid two D animations and like really charming hand drawn stuff, and like they, they wait until the last second to show. Oh, by the way, it's also in three D. This is like a like a book that you were in during you know part of the game. Yeah, and like so cool. Like yeah, that just it opens up the world so massively just right at the end of the trailer. Like oh, by the way. Um, There was something about the like the whole
2: like I love that transition they show after they pull out of the book to to show you what's happening there where like they show him moving on the desk and then like moving on on the side of like a coffee mug fighting enemies or I'm like, okay they're going to have fun with this.
1: Well, this almost Mm -hmm. reminded me of a few things like a the idea of storybooks being a sort of storytelling thing are pretty good like like pentiment you know i feel mm-hmm. like pentiment yeah with its storybook thing it's like you know what i'm not opposed to it because it also reminds me of uh mighty python and the holy grail where they would pull back to like the book things yeah yep and also just the idea of these more modern graphics like the uh you know brought up the link between worlds but then also even the links the links awakening remake mm-hmm like the 3d graphics kind of look like that it's oh, like yeah, yeah for
2: sure for sure it's like
1: remember, uh,
2: you know i'm a little older than you
1: guys know, link so between are, worlds
2: more more mechanically than visually mechanically but
1: rare, um, fish are probably like little people they're called like the yeah. toys i almost feel like we're we're seeing like a video game version of those where they have more limbs yeah. obviously because they have arms yes. and legs but you know what it's an endearing art style yeah yeah
3: yeah
0: it's yeah, I mean that's 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 a great point. It does kind of look like those toys, and it it is a very cute art style. It's that rounded sure. like chibi aesthetic, yeah.
1: No, it's very much playing to the '80s, early to mid '90s, like childhood. Like these are your toys now, brought to life. You know what? That's just smart because it's playing on us. It's playing on our nostalgia in a very non predatory way. It's just like, hey, remember this stuff? This kind of looks good, mm. right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not like yeah. That
0: that is a great point. That looks cool. The other thing that you guys were kind of th- talking about or briefly mentioning as well is the perspective of how that game's going to work, where you're going to be jumping in and out of storybook and in and out of the real world into like 3D. That is not completely and wholly unique. I mean, other games have done yeah, that, yeah, no. and played with perspective in that way. But just the way it's all very reminiscent of, like when you were a kid and you had an imagination and you're like, what if these toys came to life, which is kind of a toy story thing. Or like, what if these characters in this book I'm reading just popped out of the book and Mm -hmm. just roamed around in my bedroom. There's this one dragon book um, I had as a child. I can't remember the name. It was a children's book, but it was this, it was kind of meta where this child, he was thinking and he just loved dragons and he would read these dragon books before he went to bed. And the dragons popped out of his book and were flying around his room. And eventually, they became life size, and he f- he went outside of his they house. They fucking killed him. And had adventures with these dragons that night. Um, it was called
1: Everybody Poops.
0: And then <laughs> I remember um, that one. You guys don't ever shut the fuck up, do you? No. <laughs> God damn! You keep acting like it's your first day here you're right you're right that's true uh and then um he goes back home but like that this book that i read was about this child with that and that's that's kind of this feeling that this game from what we've seen kind of encapsulates sure so I, i'm just i'm really excited for it
4: no I'm you know excited. you know what though
1: it's actually a testament again to how storytelling evolves and how i i think about this often how um writers of children's shows are actually a generation behind because they're adults so they're writing about like Mm. children's jokes of their generation
0: that's interesting
1: yeah we're starting to see again like we're the age now like current video game writers and stuff they're our age so we're starting to see our nostalgia our specific nostalgia like toys and stuff like that yeah yeah it's being dragged into these games and we're starting it was um even five years ago like i think about the you know the god of war 2018 like oh sad dad yeah that was like really much a trend yeah and now we're seeing another trend i feel like where It's that was like the end of Gen X nostalgia like oh we're becoming parents now we're so old but now we're seeing like millennial nostalgia and our consumerism and our like we're starting to see remember Pogs I I guarantee you in the next three years there will be some game where the collectibles all have like jester hats and are called like slammers
0: excellent was it the what is it that that um jrpg like the world is you or something that like was that, collectible
1: didn't... pins that was pins yes. but that's where yes. it was a japanese right.
0: thing that's that's what i was gonna say yes yeah I, but like that's still that's still i mean that's still kind of popular now but it's similar in idea to that oh yeah.
1: yeah no yeah. i guess you now we'll mm-hmm. be collecting like pogs like mortal Kombat characters you mm-hmm. know we all saw it, we'll be like, Oh, collect a slammer and throw it down
3: in the Johnny Cage like,
1: pog. Exactly. I I just want the game,
0: um, slammer to come out where you are a uh business tycoon who buys jails and your job is to run jails. And
2: so, I
1: think that's already there the is, game there is prison that's simulator, American,
2: yeah, it's true. Prison architect, prison, yeah, architect, prison architect. architect,
1: but they got to call it slammer. By the way, okay. I had a really so. Appropriate and you nothing. I had a random thought earlier today. Um, I need to bring this up to you guys on recording. <clears throat> you know how Hitman is rebranding as World of Assassination? Yeah, I did. Imagine I they licensed. <clears throat> The Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory song, "The World of Imagination," as the world of assassination. I hope you'll so. Be I really hope so. In a world of pure assassination. No, I th- I, I <laughs> thought of that when driving home from work today, and I was like,
2: "Yeah, dear I'm, God." I'm uh, like, briefly. I guess this is a good time to it as an honorable mention because I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm so excited for the Roguelite mode they're adding to that game.
1: It's one of the smartest
2: things a Um, video game has ever done. And because, yeah, yeah, if if it wasn't clear what what Ray meant by that rebranding is they're taking all the content from all of those the three Hitman games, which you could already if you had paid for it all access it all together. but they're just rolling it all into one package and rebranding it instead of it being Hitman one, two and three. It's just going to be called Hitman World of Assassination and just. Rolling all the content into one to make it the nice, convenient, perfect package it is, because that game is amazing.
1: And just imagine the voice of Agent 47 singing that Gene Wilder song. I, that's all I can think about now. Yep. would be perfect. Mm.
0: Drowning a goose Gloop <clears throat> in a Chocolate River. Well, let's jump into our personal picks. Uh, we're going to run in order of the way I introduced us at the beginning of the show. These, I think, are going to be a little bit less lengthy due to the fact that these are our personal lists. And uh, you guys do not have to put them in any particular order. If you want to, that's fine. That's up to you guys. This is your list. I don't care. But um, Yeah, I'm going to start off with you, Ray. What is one of your games you're excited
1: for this year? Well, I'm going to start off with a the duo. They're okay. Trails. Trails into Azure. Which is the follow-up to my personal game of the year, Trails into Zero. Uh, which yeah. is Legend of Heroes, 10 years out from the PSP, finally coming out here in America. Blue Lives Matter edition. Yes, the blue... Yes, the, the special support section, <laughs> Copaganda.
2: Um, most, most fun I had playing as a cop this year.
1: <laughs> yes, and I just recently caught up on all of Law and Order. Um... No, it's like, it's 10 years out, we deserve to get the second part of this duology, because also the second part of this actually takes place during the same events as one of the Trails of Cold Steel games, which is brought up during the Trails of Cold Steel game, and us Americans are just like, uh, what? So we're going yeah, we to get the other half of that.
2: We had to fight this guy at the end of a Trails of Cold Steel game, and it, it felt so much like I was supposed to know who this person was. <laughs>
1: It, mm. it, exactly and you know what they do a good enough job where it's just like but okay. no it's nice, it's nice to have the context now but you know what the problem is by the time you get to second half of the crossbell games and then also Trails of Cold Steel everyone has like a weird ass title it's like the divine blade of wind oh, and, it's you know, the like, most
2: anime bullshit in the world where everyone is like the divine blade of ass eating yeah um,
1: exactly <laughs> but you know those what games are pretty cool no they're amazing and then also as the second part of that we're finally getting closer to catching up to japan in the legend of heroes saga in july we're getting trails into reverie yes which is the follow-up slash inter like interlude
3: They, they can
2: take their time i'm still like six games behind and still making fun notes about, as you said, Ray, where everybody has some insane anime title, but then there's also a guy who's just like, and this is
1: McBurn. Yeah. <laughs> he has
2: <Yes>. fire powers.
1: <laughs> I'm a demon, maybe from Scotland. It's <laughs> unclear. No, but Trails into Reverie, like it, it really is like an It really is like an interlude between Trails of Cold Steel and then the next saga, where it has a lot of the same heroes from the past sagas it really is like a closeout so you know what i'm really excited for that it's been out for i think fucking two and a half years in japan because again we're like four games behind now yeah um mm-hmm. my next game is
5: so,
3: well so, we're gonna what,
0: we're, we're, we're so, gonna take turns doing are we counting down yeah.
5: I hadn't put mine in order to make no, you no order.
0: no 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 no. You don't have to if you don't want to. Okay, okay,
5: all right. Oh,
2: I have no order. I don't. Uh, good, good. You good. guys
0: apparently didn't listen to my intro.
3: <laughs> so I we listened did. to you. We thank you, I said Rich, no order, you. but
5: then you're having us rotate anyway, and that uh, that feels very orderly. Well, I was too just, busy jacking it. Oh, oh, good. Is that what? Okay, yeah. I've jacked it twice. Since and Josh been was here. too
0: busy jilling it. I got nothing.
3: Wow. But anyways.
0: But that to see when I when I do that like you guys have never caught on. I intentionally make bad jokes because then it shuts you guys up, so then I can transition into the next
1: thing. <laughs> yeah.
5: Shit, I'm is that me. what he,
1: he's been doing that to us for years, Rich? I'm not normal enough on the show for that. So you know what? That's not yeah. a trend to me. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't listen to Sword Chomp. Well, That's, it's terrible yeah, content. It's <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's awful. I mean, Rich Meister's on it. I'd rather actually kill myself Handsome. to listen to his voice. I'd rather I'd rather sniff glass and eat glue.
0: Anyways Am I still uh, the cute one?
1: <laughs> Rich, what is one of the games R- you can, are can looking you Can we look at Joss's ponytail?
2: That is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is pretty good. Yeah, uh, he's more like you know, like he's yeah, just yeah, like you're, you're like, like ooh, What's he there? about? That's nice. You know, a little, yeah, off, the, a little, a little good. off
1: the shoulder yeah. number. He's he's the bad boy. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the baddest of boys.
1: <laughs> um
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know, we never we never had Ray in that dynamic. I mean, I discussed which golden girls we were multiple times. Mhm. I'm Sophia. Anyway, um <laughs> Anyway, uh yeah, first game I'll bring up is uh Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. Uh which is the new game from Sabotage Studios, uh the creators of one of my favorite games of the past few years, The Messenger. Um for anyone who does not hear me talk about that game at every chance, I am given the opportunity. The Messenger was this great uh, sort of Metroidvania, Ninja Gaiden-like. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing sea of game. Stars is uh, a prequel to The Messenger set in the same universe, but it is a chrono-trigger-like. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it looks fucking phenomenal. Like, full disclosure, I backed the fuck out of this game on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I backed it at such a tier that I am getting the soundtrack on vinyl. Um, yep. I, I, I gave like $200 to these people to make this game. Like that's how invested I am in it. Uh, I've played a backer demo that came out a few months ago. It looks and feels great. They got, um, the the, the music is phenomenal. The look is phenomenal. I just so excited to play this game. Oh yeah. It
0: looks really good. And it was, it was kind of funny because, uh, this is a little behind the scenes. I asked the guys to. Submit their lists to me um that way I can just have some notes um, as I was trying to put together the group list and rich had ended up uh accidentally missing this game and i it was kind of bizarre because I was like I know he backed that Kickstarter I know how excited he is for this and uh i I'm really excited for it too i mean i I really enjoyed the messenger um a few years back when I had finally played it, and it was kind of bizarre um in a, in a great way to hear that this is um, the the game they're going with next as a prequel to the Messenger, it's on paper it doesn't sound like it would work, but just everything they showed off in the trailer and whatnot, it looks great. I'm I'm really excited for this game as well.
1: Oh, the yeah. Messenger was a fantastic game, and yeah, I think absolutely top
5: tier writing. And I think that oh, the writing was great. You don't think that firsthand when you hear oh it's based off of like the you know these bunch of action games and the writing's that good like and you know what it is and there's
2: so many like writing done well to like some of the content in it like i like and i guess slight spoilers but we talked about this game plenty on this podcast one of the big reveals in the messenger is when you get about halfway through it and it feels just like this typical Ninja Guide ness platformer. It's suddenly revealed that it's uh, a Metroidvania. Yeah. And the way they reveal it is you've been carrying this scroll through the entire game. And they're like, oh, well, check your map and go back and look. And you're like, I don't have a map. And they're like, the scroll, man. Did you not look at it? It's, it's a map, you idiot.
5: And then you just, like, pull it up and you've had yeah. a map the entire time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so good, so good. And then... Again, like it seems strange like oh you're so good at making mechanical things like that why would you but when the writing's that solid I absolutely want to see an RPG world made by these guys. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
5: That's a great first choice, Rich. Uh Josh, one of your choices. Yeah. That one would have been on my list until you reminded Rich that he didn't put it on his list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah.
4: So good. Uh one that is maybe a little surprising to anyone who uh, maybe not that surprising given the indie stuff here but anyway El Paso Elsewhere is a kind of over the shoulder third person shooter that is based it it's 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 hard to tell if it's going to be like run based or um,
5: level based based on like the little bit I've seen so far. I'm sure they've announced it somewhere, but I try to avoid as much. Once I f- decide I'm going to play something, um, but it is a shooter where you are essentially descending into this, uh, like reality shifting motel uh, that's
4: infested by like vampires and werewolves who have um like stolen someone you love and dragged them to the bottom of this, you know, unreal, you know, motel. Um and you're basically just blasting through them. It's like, you know, seems ridiculous the uh but I A, it's
5: it's the sort of ridiculous I like, but and then on top of that, they've got solid writing staff on board that have already written a bunch of stuff that I like. Um, it's, uh, it's got uh, um, the writer from uh, uh, An Airport for Aliens, currently run by dogs. Um, which was one of Rich and my favorite Which was games. a weird thing that like Josh and I were like
2: sitting in a chat to be like, I'm gonna take an edible and play this game and we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, so I'm absolutely looking forward to more of that style writing with this, you know, scenario to to bounce off of. Um yeah, I'm 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 really excited for it. I like it wasn't on my radar, but
0: and it's a little weird to hear you be excited for uh a shooter nowadays, but yeah. the the um the gist of the game, like what what it's about, what it looks like and everything, does seem like it's in your wheelhouse. And it I'm very intrigued by that game now after having read about it myself. Oh yeah, I'd like to read about you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
3: Thank You're you. welcome. Hey, thank you so much. Um
2: so sorry I, think, I
0: died. I think uh This one is pertinent. Uh, This game drops here very, very soon. Fire Emblem Engage is one of the games I'm very looking forward to this year Uh, for a few simple reasons. It looks shinier, uh, bringing back some of the old characters in a narrative and uh, game mechanics way, which speaks to one of the other reasons why I'm excited. It looks like there's some cool, unique, new abilities where the characters kind of fuse together, together to do new things. Which I'm intrigued by, but it is still the same old tactics game that we know and love. I I'm just really excited to get more tactics gaming in. I love tactics games, I yeah. love them. I, I just hope it like.
2: keeps the persona as bullshit from Three Houses.
0: Oh, it yeah, that that is the big thing for me. I I'm very much hoping for that. And the thing too is with a crossover of characters, there's a lot of potential there with that.
1: I almost system. feel like this one is almost a. Uh response to what was that switch game that was like it was like shim i tensei and fire emblem you know oh, um
2: t- yes i played the shit out of that game so, and so, it has so, so such so a weird I. title which is
1: yeah uh it's like uh god do we have to like look it up now like live? it was a
2: wii u game that came
1: yeah uh, fe sharp uh, yeah fe sharp yeah no but like i feel like it really is it's, almost it's, like
2: it was I remember Rayu and I talking about it because my elevator pitch to people who don't understand it: I go, "You ever play Persona? Yeah. What if Crom was your persona?"
1: I almost feel like that's what this game is more of a jump off from. Hmm. There's definitely elements of that because it's so brightly colored. Like it is almost like it's almost like J-pop in presentation and that past game was again you're in Tokyo and you're like J-pop singer and stuff like that like i feel like there's a lot of a uh, residual from that and not in a bad way because i did enjoy the game it was a turn based you know rpg it wasn't a tactics based game but i feel like almost like thematic Tokyo Mirage
2: Sessions sharp FE that's the name of the game god name. damn
1: that's it a, you are correct that is a horrible name
2: it's a very bad name uh, for a very good, very weird game that I'm glad finally got brought to the Switch eventually.
1: Yes, and you know what? I do. I feel like, on um, I feel like this game engage is a very much they took some lessons from that. Maybe th- the good lessons though. Like I look at it, I'm like it's brightly colored. I'm like you know what, bringing people in from previous games, attaching to other characters. Maybe there's some weird wedding band shit, but like, you know whatever, fine.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I, I'm excited for it. It also looks like it is Fire Emblem with some new twists. But Which that's
2: fine. That's what yeah. you want. Yeah. That's absolutely. what you want.
1: And <laughs> you know what? They're not gonna put that an advance war shit as as it turns out as we go on.
2: Not anytime Why? soon, Why it seems that? like. Just Don't drop breathe. it. Oh my but, god, wars happen all the time. You can't wait for good timing. Yeah. I mean you know, it's if so
1: to put, t- put two between the eyes of Putin, maybe Nintendo would drop it. You know,
4: here's the thing.
0: This Gamers, is the one thing this here. is the one That's... tangent you guys will hear me have today.
4: Um if someone put two bullets in between Putin's eyes and Nintendo decided to just
0: release a game based off of that, I would buy so much stock in Nintendo at Come that point. Come
2: with me, and you'll be... In a world in of
0: assassination. In pure assassination. <laughs> you no, know, why can't we end the show on that? Why, Like, let's yeah, just stop the list. It's
5: over.
3: Yeah, we're done. We
1: peaked. We're done. Yep. Like, and you Everything's downhill
0: from here, listeners.
1: And, and you oh, know what? The, just sorry, the background that. is like the Ukrainian flag, and it's what? like... <laughs> I'm just.
3: I'm
2: trying. I'm trying to paint that whole scene in that now, and it doesn't like. Like everything in this room is killable. Mm-hmm.
1: I I really feel like my
3: suggestion you can actually even kill
1: me. That's the thing. I feel like Rich. My suggestion really warmed its way into your brain. You're like, this is a great idea. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm gonna make a whole skit about it. Like specifically, Gene Wilder singing it. It's a. Yeah. It, it's such a shame Gene Wilder is dead and long dead. But like at this point, if I O could just. If he was still alive, if I was able to contract him and be like, could you just sing this as like a Agent 47 themed, like Willy Wonka? <laughs> mm. Yeah,
2: be beautiful. Spe- Honestly, actually, you know what now is wormed my way into its brain? Uh, a Hitman level that is Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. In its very base level, is a world of assassination.
2: Yeah, no, there's so many opportunities for great murder to be had there, and you got like kids are g- dying a-
1: left and right. There's like an enslaved people. Like it, it, it's it's no just good. Just picture,
2: all right. we'll, uh, just picture Agent Forty Seven dressed as an Oompa Loompa sniping someone from a balcony. Join me in a world of OSHA
0: violations. That also true.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Speaking of good ideas, Ray, what is your second choice?
1: Technically, third. Um, I'm going to go with, um, and this is going to... I almost feel bad for saying this, considering the culture of video games, but you know what? The game looks so good, and I can't deny the developers in what they're doing is Diablo 4. Mm. Like, I will never... As someone who just... Recently, we started playing World of Warcraft, which is... I need to go to a support group. But also, you just... Know, we're worried about you.
0: I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. I know there are a lot of people that I will. have gotten down for years and years on Diablo. I even tried Diablo 3 at one point. It didn't stick with me. I, I didn't get why people get so obsessed with this series and game, but it has that rich history and longstanding... Um, point of excellence uh despite my personal feelings about uh activision and blizzard i can understand why other people are excited for this game it is exciting to get a new one after what has it been 11 <laughs> years now no, since and the thing Diablo is, 3 came out
1: i am admittedly conflicted just morally but the thing is yeah. i am i can't deny the excellence that goes into their craft like I feel like there's an yeah. objective excellence in their craft and I've seen it even with the current World of Warcraft expansion, Dragonflight where I see an excellence in their craft and I'm actually hopeful that Microsoft taking over and their current it's granted a PR push of like voluntarily voluntarily recognizing unions mm will lead to a better culture. So, like, I'm hopeful for their fu- for their future. Yeah. And, you know, as someone, I bought... Part the... of that is probably seeing the writing on the wall,
5: because, like...
1: Oh, for sure! I, no, th- they're I not... think
5: the first state to repeal a right-to- right-to-work law in, like, decades just happened in this last election.
1: Um, no, they're, they're so... not doing it the goodness yeah. of their fucking hearts. No. For fuck's sake, no. Yeah. No, but I'm seeing that but to your point josh the writing on the wall seems to be going in a good direction and you know what microsoft is sort of jumping on the side like let's be on the right side of recent history for the first time in a while yeah no for the first time in a while no and you know something new to try out it's not the worst thing in the world and you know what though if it benefits the workers who make these games big. that's yeah yeah if it benefits all around, like the artist, you know, everyone involved who makes a game yet, the people who make our games nowadays, it's not the six person team in some Japanese studio. Be like, oh, we're drawing on graph paper and stuff like and we get it done in a month and a half. It's not the case anymore. Hmm. And these things require unions, and they require representation. And you know what? It's a struggle to get there, as all unions have had to do. Right,
0: right. At, at, the, end, at the end of the day, there, there are developers besides the, the shitty top guys who are yeah, working yeah. on this game. And they do want to make a good game. And I get why people are excited for this. I mean, like Go I got ahead. why people were excited for Overwatch 2, even though I had zero interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm like, not gonna. I'm not, not gonna shit on people yep. and yeah, like uh, I'm I'm not gonna poo on their day or anything like that for them being excited to leave that to me.
1: This. No, and the okay. thing is, I, I do feel like I have to qualify my Blizzard support at this point because no, it, yeah, no, not, no, no, no. I mean, because
5: we've you, all talked about do, Blizzard, it was just to like, me. Like, like I think in general you don't, but like given this is a podcast, yeah, you do. We we took about an hour to we did. preamble me talking about how Overwatch 2 is. Alright! We, we, we did a whole podcast about Blizzard guys. Side one,
1: and I was there for that one. Yep. No, so I do, I feel the need. I'm going to say, like, I started playing WoW again. I'm enjoying the new thing. Like, they're still masters at their craft. And everything I see with Diablo 4 seems like it's going to be the CRPG addictive you know, sort of Treadmill that it always was, sure, and Diablo no. three, Diablo three, despite its initial massive fucking stumble with it's like it's a real world auction house or whatever. Oh yeah, before that auction house overhaul, that game was a mess. That was that was a joke, and the thing is, I feel like any documentary. And you know what the funny thing is? Before their whole like sexual harassment thing, that would have been like the biggest sticking point in any book made after about them but now, now it's that, just a footnote exactly yes
3: mm. Mm.
0: fair enough okay so you know diablo 4 i I'm, I'm sure there are other people like you ray who are uh, that sounds rude i didn't mean like there, that, are, other, no, no, like, people there are other people people like, the like horrible people like you well
5: before, before you yeah. go on there are other I of shit i just like want to say yeah, there are other it's, people in the world like you got him josh got him <laughs> got me <laughs>
1: what an asshole i do just want to say it's taking on that darker tone of two that three issued a little bit that i'm actually looking mm-hmm. forward to getting back to yeah
0: mm. yeah that's fair rich what is your second choice
2: uh next up let's talk a little bit about street fighter six you guys okay um I like Street Fighter a lot. Uh, Street Fighter 5 is fine, but like took some weird missteps in it. Uh, Street Fighter 6, everything I've seen so far, is going in a direction that Street Fighter kind of hasn't gone in in a while that I'm really into, which is mainly that there seems to be... It looks like it's shaping up nicely on the competitive side, which is the most important part when it comes to Street Fighter, but for Mm -hmm. a player like me... Who is not good enough to be doing well competitive and is only good enough to be kicking his own friend's asses, which is what I want out of that game anyway mm. um it's putting like a big focus into the single player in a way there hasn't been uh in a long time like there's this yeah. world exploration idea where you're kind of moving around the city and fighting people to earn like street cred uh there's like it- it just seems like there's a bigger focus in like a narrative for a single player story in a street fighter game in a way there hasn't been in a very long time. And yeah. like a, a remembrance of the past, like some of the character designs are great. Cause this is now the furthest down the timeline we've ever been in street fighter. Like Post we got some three. Ma- yeah, exactly. We got like old man ass Ryu. I have my fingers crossed based on some imagery. We've been seeing that this might be the first street fighter to have Mike Hagar as a playable character. Um, it just like I have a personal, I really like Street Fighter and this looks like the kind of
1: mainline entry from Street Fighter I've been wanting since like Street Fighter 3. I'm telling you right now, the reason why this will succeed, and I hate to say this because I love Street Fighter 4 dearly. This is the first post Ono Street Fighter game. Since mm-hmm. Street Fighter Four. I love Ono. I love his little Blanca figures. I love him dearly. I love his love for Street Fighter. But he was too slavish to certain design philosophies that didn't allow Street Fighter to evolve. And we're gonna I feel like this is getting past that. Hmm. Yeah. I never really
0: got into Street Fighter, but I will say the trailers and the designs of the characters and the the uh, levels that they're fighting in is really beautiful and really awesome looking. And that that alone has me interested
1: to at least try the game out. I would say. Yeah. Also, let's be honest, the easy operator option that we haven't seen yeah. is I think that GameCube release and mm-hmm. like is almost reminiscent of Pocket Fighter. Hmm. Like, you don't need to be a fighting game kind of sore to really get into it. You don't need to be like, I'm going to get on the online scene and get, I'm going to get good. Mm. You just sit and have some fun with friends. Like, if someone's playing EO and someone's not, you still, then you're competitive still. That's great. Yeah, yeah, you stand Mm -hmm. a chance. You like it as it's that accessibility.
2: That makes a world of difference in getting everybody to get what they want out of this game.
5: Right, yeah. Josh, what was your what was your second choice? uh, My second choice is the Big Catch, um, which is a kind of PS one era platformer, but it looks like it's really influenced by the direction Mario has gone in the last few games of just the ridiculously tight and expressive platforming. Um, We've seen a few games do stuff like this uh like mm. the in the indie platforming scene
4: like uh um demon turf and and it, it seems like it's kind of making a comeback um which makes me
5: really happy because it, it seems Would you like no nobody... tiny can in that vein as well you think Ah, uh, ish yeah. like the the movement's expressive but you don't actually need it for anything you're doing in the game so it it doesn't this seems like the focus is way more on actually needing to to use the full tool set, uh, unlike Tinykin. Kin's it's a lot of fun to just screw around and jump and glide and uh, you know ride around in your little soap bar, but it's it's mm. not necessary to do that. And this seems like it's really the focus, um, right? With something like 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 Super Mario Odyssey, which has been kind of the high point of that you can do exactly what you want with this movement set if you really learn how it works uh, type of gameplay. Um, and, and anyway, it, the, the big catch is kind of the gimmick here is you've got a fishing rod. You can do normal fishing in water if you want to, because why not? You'd, of course. Uh,
4: but then you also... Water, what am I, a hack? You know, you can use the fishing rod to catch stuff. Like certain you know objects from far away in order to interact with them from farther away
5: you can use it as kind of like the rope in wind waker so not really like a hook shot but like oh i can hook it on this thing and then swing which then allows you to gain even more momentum in such a crisp
4: move you know like really expressive movement system like that's that's a huge um Additional layer of of uh, expression just by having something like that. Um, I I I
5: love that style of platforming, and I am really looking forward to it. And then on top of that, it's got again it's it's of that sort of PS one era with like really chunky, low poly type character models uh, and environments, and it it looks really gorgeous as well. Um, mm. So
4: yeah, I'm really excited to play the big catch when that comes out. It looks interesting. Definitely looks interesting.
0: Um this is one I was kind of surprised that nobody else had on their list. Um, but I know I know you guys are also excited for it. Um Coffee Talk 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Um is the sequel to obviously the first Coffee Talk game. The first game was a huge surprise for me last year when I it finally came to Game Pass and I played it. I was so enamored with that game. I loved it. And I'm just really excited to kind of see the continuation of this story, to be honest with you, because the first one had a a couple cool twists in it. And just seeing the way the characters interacted with each other in the story and whatnot, it's, it's so minimal on the gameplay, but it's maximum on the vibes and the feel good. So I'm really excited for that game. Um, you know it it comes it kind of comes on the eve of a little bit of sad news obviously uh the the uh, main creator of the game is no longer with us uh so some other people who are working on the game with the main creator have taken the reins and continued working on the game and finishing it up kind of in his his honor so that's I mean that's not really per se, a reason to be excited to play it, but it is more incentive for me personally to want to play that kind of in the creator's memory. In some it's way. just
2: nice that they're going to finish that project, yeah, and also, like, that first game, uh, I remember when you finally got around to it last year, uh, Shay, we ended up talking a bunch about it. Like, it was just such a nice, like, cozy game. Um, I still, to this day, like, I bought that OST on Steam because it is such a good game, cozy like lo-fi soundtrack to just kind of have on in the background while you're like working or whatever it's it's great exactly
0: and one of the things i really like about the game is it's like a fictional seattle where you're running into werewolves the, uh, well, yeah with all these supernatural creatures but there's it's not like these creatures are trying to kill you or each other it's you know they kind of live in harmony and it's it's kind of cool where they use uh the creator and the writer used those species to kind of represent uh, you know, classism and racism and other marginalized issues. groups, yeah. Yeah, in a non it wasn't an in your face way. It's not very uh, heavy handed, no. Exactly, exactly. So I, I'm excited to see how um the the universe of Coffee Talk is expanded in the second game um i i would imagine because the creator is no longer with us that this will probably the, be the last game unfortunately uh in the universe um so i'm, ex- I'm just excited to
2: see more i just the story i just wonder if they can match the weirdness of my favorite character from that first game who is the mysterious astronaut who is like a galaxy existing
0: within a space helmet yes <sighs> so, so weird such creative uh, design of those characters and their stories. So, I'm really excited to see what the sec- second one brings. Uh, for sure, Ray, your your next game, you're excited for.
1: So, I guess this is my last one because it wa- I delivered oh, the first. Oh,
0: so so I was I was a little confused on that. So, the Legend of Heroes games are two different. They're two games? different. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, two okay, different games. My fault then. No, okay, because uh,
1: Trails to Azure is. The re-release of a PSP game and Trails of the Reverie is a separate, more modern release. Gotcha. It probably
2: made more sense for you to cover those both at the same time anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I felt because it's part of a same arc. Okay. But also, I know uh, this is something that Rich and I are both looking forward to.
0: Well i was I was gonna say before you go into that, then why don't we just do our third one and then see yeah you? yeah
1: let's yeah. let's do that Is that, that okay? makes more yep okay yes also I just okay. just wanna say because I'm so old when you guys i just kept kept on hearing coffee talk and I'm sad that the creator coffee talk passed away yeah i was just hoping there'd be a, like a mike myers snl expansion of these games oh so i married an axe murderer no like coffee to- No, no, the no SNL, SNL. The like, coffee talk yeah. talk amongst well, the, that's what the third game's gonna be no
5: the crater's gone the coffee yeah, talk yeah
1: all of a Klimt. yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah old school <laughs> snl again this is a testament to how old i am <laughs> where i'm just thinking of old mike myers snl skits
0: we're we're all millennials here. No judgment. I'm an no elder
1: judgment. millennial.
0: You are. You are indeed. But that's okay. We we need it's, we need people okay. all I'm, ranges.
2: I'm terrible it's for so many reasons. Listen, ranges. we have white guys from all walks of
3: life here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: we have. To, we do. Oh my god! Look, we're so pale, all of us. I'm looking at the window right now. We're so pale. Mm-hmm. I I got a pretty, I'm, I'm actually pretty red at the moment I'm trying
2: to do facial cleanser and it's really drying out my skin I was mm. gonna say,
1: is it like you just rub a lobster on yourself? <laughs> no Some
0: people pay top dollar to get this pale, Ray
1: Well, you know it. Me it's just my eyes. fear of the sun mm-hmm. That's fair That's a good fear this, to have in some ways It's
2: this damn Scotsman's
4: blood Well, Rich, what is your third choice then? My third game is Resident
2: Evil 4 Remake. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love Resident Evil, as I know you do, Shay. As I know we all have a love of Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 is my favorite Resident Evil ever. Like, period, hands down. The, The reason I liked Village so much, and I actually just recently replayed Village with that new third person, and I did the expansion and everything is because village is so similar to resident evil four. Like it feels more like a direct sequel to resident evil four yeah. than probably any, uh, other but, resident yeah, evil game. And, uh, that remake of resident evil two, like the year that came out, that was my game of that year. It was just so phenomenal. Like, like, 4 is available on everything and probably needed a remake the least, but to have it being remade in that engine with the sensibilities of that remake of 2 and 3, there's no way this cannot be fantastic. Like, And thankfully, the Capcom writers are smart enough to lean into all of the stupid tropes as they've shown us with recent releases, because on its face, Resident Evil 4 might be the stupidest, campiest game in the series. Like, when you think about everything that's happened in it, the setup of Resident Evil 4, for anyone who somehow has not played this game at this point, um, is former Raccoon City Police Department uh, officer Leon Kennedy is now the a bodyguard for the President of the United States and is dispatched to a remote island in Spain to rescue the President's daughter, where he encounters a new viral infection, uh, thanks to our friends at uh, Umbrella. And, uh, you know, hilarity <laughs> ensues, because it's just such... It's, mm-hmm. It is is the most, like, an, a campy-ass 80s action movie, uh, more so than any other Resident Evil, and I just I adore that original game, and this looks so good.
3: Mm. Yeah. I
0: am excited for it, I will say that. I mean, the last few games that they've dropped, I've enjoyed very much. Resident Evil 7... Uh, Resident Evil Two remake and uh, Resident Evil Eight Village. I all enjoyed very much. I never played Resident Evil three remake, but um, I am excited for this game for
3: yeah, sure it's
2: oh, uh, so exciting Literally, that's and that's soon that's March. That's not too far off.
0: yeah, it's not too far off. That's the exciting thing, yeah uh, Josh, what is
4: your third game? My third game you are excited for is Planet of Lana which is a
5: side-scrolling sort of that bitch. narrative puzzle type game that uh, it looks ridiculously gorgeous is that I kind of yes, like there's other parts of it that you know like okay like I like that sort of puzzle platformer type thing but like it looks gorgeous is kind of the reason I'm looking forward to it so much it's got this like, watercolor, hand-painted, like, Studio Ghibli-esque style to it. Uh, And it is, is, as you may have guessed from the Planet of in the title, sort of this sci-fi epic that they're telling. I was hoping it was a Planet of the Apes spinoff. In, uh... Yeah, anyway, of, you know... So you're playing as a young girl, and her alien sidekick thing. I, it's, it's unclear exactly what's going on there. Maybe Escaped being,
4: who knows? But anyway, sci-fi type stuff. But it, dear Lord, it looks so gorgeous. I just, I want to be here. Like this is, it's just a world I want to, I, w- I want to see whatever they're telling. Whatever game is in this world is, is something I need to experience. Um.
0: It looks really good. I remember when we saw the trailer and stuff of that game dropping.
4: Mhm. Very, very beautiful looking. Yeah, I'm glad like I had forgotten about this. I'm glad that um
0: that you had you had brought that up on your list because there's one that I I was really intrigued by and then it just escaped my memory. So now it's back mm-hmm. on my radar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's sometimes Josh where uh, I think people are like Josh always talks about these random ass games and, but the thing is, a lot of times they're gems. A lot, not always, but most. Of the I time get time
2: I get excited when Josh puts these lists together because, like, for me, actually, like this and the the game he brought up before, uh, this one were the two on his list that I had never heard of at all and yeah. I was like oh that's fun like you know like <laughs> I, I'm because typically if there's an indie Josh is recommending I'm gonna find something to like
4: there hmm very very true very true um so my my third one
0: is I, I fully expect to get a lot of shit for this and for good reason Uh, Starfield is the one Uh, another one I'm excited for and it's It's hard for me not to be excited about this game because it's kind of been, besides Mass Effect, the space game, I've always wanted and I've always looked forward to. And at the time... So a theoretical one. At the time that it was announced, Bethesda hadn't had had done as much nasty, weird shit as they have in, you know, recent years. This is kind of like my final, like, give them a chance to see if they can, like, capture... That spark that they captured when Fallout Three and Morrowind and Oblivion came out—you know—I I really so like, want hilariously
1: this game to broken games.
0: And I'm okay with that. That's part of the charm of those games. I'm I'm perfectly okay. I mean, bugs in most games now can be used as exploits for uh, speedrunning. You know, I mean, I, bu- bugs are bugs at this point, and with games as big as they are, you're bound to run into them, but. I really want this game to succeed. Being able to go to over a thousand planets and them being incredibly interactive, which I know games like um, or the game famous space game No
1: Man's Sky. You know, the,
0: yes, that game. Has no Man's th- Sky. That you can go to fourteen quadrillion planets, but not no all of Sky. them. Fe- th- not all of them feel as That's full the Polish name. as you would want them to, and I'm hoping that this game. Obviously, with a thousand plants, not every one of them is going to feel incredibly lifelike, but I just have weird but high hopes for this game, and i'm I'm just I, I hope, I hope, I hope that it meets its potential. That's all I want to say about that.: yeah. I,
5: I don't expect curious it to. to see what I happens hopes. with it, regardless. Like whether it completely yeah. face plants, I'm curious to see that too. So: Right.
0: Yeah, I um, think a lot of people are and understandably so understandably so if it face plants I, I will feel bad for the developers I will say that but um, as in the people actually working on the yeah, game yeah, not But yeah, 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 as an entity but this game yeah, I will do.
1: not face plant it, it, it will
3: do think it's most basic job
1: no there's something there it'll do it's most basic job but from what I've seen in videos the shooting and let's be honest Bethesda and shooting has always been who plays Fallout like a shooter who plays Fallout like a shooter you just you go right to vats right hmm.
2: yep like, that's true oh yeah 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 uh, didn't we recently have this yeah, conversation yeah, I, about, I'm pretty yeah. sure
5: Rich and I had this conversation and I think in this is a private
2: ago. yeah conversation the other night where uh, I I think I was talking about high on life and how it's a bad shooter oh, Um yeah. And Josh said, Well, we give Fallout the pass, and I'm like, Yeah, that's because Fallout has a button where you can immediately stop it from being a shooter. Uh-huh. And the thing is Starfield,
1: <laughs> even in its trailers and its stingers and shit, the the shooting itself looks spongy as hell. Like it's like Yeah. Alright. So what does it, it have you, vats? I, I, yeah, that 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 was actually gonna be does it does have vats. God yeah. I hope it has vats.
3: Space yeah. vats.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what they call it. Like, cannot, like. It was a placeholder name, but then they just went with it. Mm. Mm, mm,
3: mm.
0: Okay, so let's get down to our last games we're excited let's for, and then we're gonna take down. a much needed break. Yes. Uh, Ray, what is your final game you are excited for this year?
1: Okay, was my final game. I had it up here on this list. Uh, do, 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 do. Assassin's Creed Mirage. The- oh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. I'm actually really excited about this game, um, because you know what? I recently replayed a lot of the pre-crazy open-world RPG Assassin's Creeds. Like I played up to like through uh, Assassin's Creed Three re-
4: recently. Um, you know what?
1: I'm all here for a city based, closed in Assassin's Creed game. I'm yeah. all
2: for it. It's been a while. A return to form Assassin's Creed game
5: sounds so good. And yeah. you know what? I'm curious ba- to see what that Basm? would even look like at this point with where it's gone.
1: Where it's gone in the and also years. But also, it's cool that they're doing what with the characters introduced in Valhalla. Like, Basim, great character. I'm not going to spoil anything that happens with Basm because because some weird uh, shit happens yeah a lot goes on including a wolf t-shirt um, <laughs> yeah. as, as huh. weird as you like,
5: I don't know how much weirder it could be than you'd expect with a name like Basm Tr-
2: trust me it's weirder than you'd expect okay um, like you, beyond weird than you like what if i started telling you what happened right now you'd be like there's no way that's real
1: yeah and you know <laughs> what though they've already promised at ubisoft that it's a return to form and the, and the fact that we're going back to the middle east which is really much it's, like
2: it, that's it's, so it's closer to like the height of uh the like assassin's
1: orders power like closer to when Assassin's Creed one is set and okay. we're getting close. We're still not assassins yet, though. We're still hidden ones, but still yeah, closer, yeah. still closer because for the last like three games, not even hidden ones. So no, I'm actually really excited for this and I'm excited for almost their two track development process now. Cause Ubisoft has fucking 44,000 studios that where they're able to develop a contained city-based game and then also an open-world RPG side-by-side without really any friction. They have the manpower for that. You know what? And that actually satisfies... You know, Assassin's Creed is old at this point. It's an elder statesman in terms of 3D gameplay. So, you know what? let's celebrate the best of what made it come to life and then also move on forward, which is what they're kind of promising. And the thing is, they have the manpower
4: account. I'm like, they could probably do it.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: And you know what? Basim <laughs> is the right character for... Basim the right character to do that.
3: Hmm.
0: I, I hope it's good, but after having hope played, good. uh Valhalla, what? Right when it came out, uh, that that disclaimer. I know it's a very different game now, but I just, I could not get into it. It it wasn't bad. It just was not memorable for me.
1: The thing is, Valhalla is uh, not memorable, but like those checklist open world games, they do have value. Like you know, they're they're cathartic to sort of clear the map.
2: In a world where yeah. I have all the the time in the world, I I wouldn't like. There's such a commitment that I don't have when there's other things I'd rather be playing at this point. Um yeah. and for what it's worth I enjoyed Valhalla and went back and did a bunch of it.
4: Not not anywhere near close to all of it, but I did a bunch of it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fair. It's not a bad game, just it wasn't for me.
1: No, That's I I still yeah. have to do the final chapter for Avor, but I, and I didn't buy that Dawn of Ragnarok DLC. I just didn't see the need, but I did the Siege of Paris Eivor. and the Wrath of the Druids. Good yeah, game. I did those. Good game, not great game, and I'm kind of eager to see going back to the Middle East. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Could be good. Could be good, I'll say that. Uh, Rich Tell us, tell us your favorite game, or not your favorite game, your most anticipated, your last.
4: There's what no happened? In order.
0: I just had a stroke. Uh, let me try that again. Rich, shady. Please you tell spell me toast. the last game on your list that you're most excited for for
2: 2023. Uh, the last game on my list is Like a Dragon Ishin, mm-hmm. uh, which is an old game that we're finally getting in the U.S. Um. It is a for anyone who doesn't who hasn't followed this plethora of news that we're now officially much like Japan calling the Yakuza series like a dragon stateside as well. Um, Like a Dragon Ishin" is a Yakuza side story that is basically almost like an anthology take on it. It is using the same characters with different names. It's basically a Yakuza story set in feudal Japan. Um, And it was a PS3 game that never came uh, to the States and is finally coming to the States this year, along with a bunch of other projects in the series. But to me, like, I, I tried to find good fan translations of this to download illegally a couple of times, uh, but never found anything that was really, like, worthwhile. No one was that
1: crazy No one enough. was doing that level the, the, of work, the, yeah. That's the, you know what it is? It, Every Yakuza game, there's just a level of... Uh, Every Like a Dragon game, rather, let's call it now. There's a level of dialogue, voice dialogue, and then also dialogue just in text that fan translations, that's a tall order.
2: Yes, but the, the, the basic crux of this game is it is, you know, one of those games, but it is set in feudal Japan. And Kiryu, Majima, all those characters we know and love, instead of being, uh, you know, Yakuza, they are samurai. And it is just yeah. like a flip sort of anthology telling with familiar characters. And I just it's such a fun idea. Um, and I'm excited to like it is a thing that people have talked about loving like in Japan. So I am really excited to explore that take on the series. I think it's really cool that we're finally getting it.
1: It's not there's a term Ishin though, just from my own lack of knowledge. Um, like, for instance, Pokemon Legends Arceus, isn't that in, technically an Ishin game? like someone taken out of time Uh I mean I guess yeah
2: I don't like I don't know the like I know well, the I think... way the term is used I don't know the exact like definition but
1: I feel like that's so like a, I guess like technically a, I feel like that's like a trope in Japanese storytelling when someone is like pulled out of time and then dropped into another one into yeah into a a past setting uh I think that's just an episode of
4: Wishbone um that's, that's, that's my take. He wore pants. Yeah. I, I like pants. Yeah, sometimes, when it's cold. That's, hmm. a,
1: that's a, that's a critical take here. I like pants. No, but I like also, pants. I guess i just building on Rich's thing. Yakuza, I'm really happy we're getting everything RGG Studio has had to offer over the years. Like hmm. Sega is yeah. finally seeing the overseas potential and is I feel like Yakuza 6 is really what started it. And then Like a Dragon, the you know, the you know, where we saw the JRPG version that finally had like English voice acting, and also we see like judgment and stuff like that. We're seeing the like in the best way the 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 coming out party of RGG's work like they put out such yeah. high quality products and it has such great political intrigue and i have no doubt that Ishin's plot has feudal japanese political intrigue but you know what? If they're able to make modern Japanese politics, which are kind of obfuscated in the modern arena, if they were able to make it digestible for Western audiences, I have no doubt they can make feudal Japanese politics digestible. Sure, I, absolutely.
2: Yeah. The, the feudal lords are coming to steal all of our crops. Like, you know.
1: No, mm-hmm. it you know what? Mm-hmm. Fall Samurai, guns, like No, it's Sega it, you know what the funny thing is like sega we always, you think of sega you think of sonic the hedgehog but that's like almost like how disney owns mickey mouse but at the same time they own star wars and marvel like i think about sega at this point yeah they're sonic the hedgehog but they also own persona and yakuza
3: um,
1: like they have these great yep. properties that like reach deeper and get these deeper more devoted audiences and yeah. they're doing such great jobs with them yeah,
3: deeper. Deeper. I Enhance.
4: Mean, I want them to reach even deeper. Ha. Huh. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting take. Yeah, thank you. Worked hard on it. Um, Josh,
0: your la- last game on your list that you're excited for.
5: Yes, I am excited for Mina the Hollower. Which is uh, yacht club games next uh, IP
4: that they've uh, just just released a Kickstarter for this last year. Um, that is a sort of Zelda with with a, a good chunk of like Castlevania
5: flavor to it, with some of the weapons and whatnot type deal, but but majorly influenced by. Uh,
4: Link's Awakening. Uh, yeah, just that sort of Game Boy pixel count aesthetic is is you know kind of kind of like obviously not sticking to it slavishly, just like um, they did with uh Shovel Knight, where it it looks like you think it did, but obviously so much better. Um, but just it it, it gets across that.
5: it tricked my
2: brain good yes
5: yes exactly um it's that but instead of it being a really tight platformer a la mario they're they're going with zelda this time and they're they're making their zelda game um and anyway you you play as this cute little mouse who are you are a hollower which means you you dig and you've got a lot of attacks that will like let you kind of dodge stuff while digging underground and then popping up and attacking again that looks really cool and it also looks like they are putting a lot more focus on how that combat feels than a lot of the older zelda games did um like the combat in a lot of those old games was serviceable uh but it was not the star um everything they've showed off so far
4: from Mino the hollower looks like, that combat is way more front and center. Um, not like they're giving up on the puzzles. Uh, it, mm. it still looks like that's going to be an important part of the game. But not... It doesn't look like that is just kind of getting... All the attention in the combat gets overlooked. Yeah, they're trying to make a well-rounded game from the
2: look of things, like yeah, everything yeah. getting equal attention, and frankly, as far for my money, I am in for whatever Yacht Club wants to do, like oh, they exactly. have instant
0: goodwill with me. Same, same, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I'm excited for anything that they do, so I'm excited for this game as well, I'm glad it's on your list. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, it's definitely. I would have had to move something
0: around
2: if it didn't appear on you when you said, I'm like, I can't believe I forgot
0: about that one, too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly. Um, the final game on my list is uh, FIFA 24. I am. Shit. Very... I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: It's coming out. Well, at least it's just on
5: your list. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, in all seriousness. Um... That's the footy game? In, in, uh, no, no. So is this the final FIFA game that EA has a license for? I think so. Yeah, so. that's correct. No, that, I, that's actually a big deal. I feel like in terms of like it it gaming is landscape, the one that,
0: is this the one that has Ted
2: Lasso in it? I'm excited for that too. Last one had Ted no. <laughs> that Lasso was the, that was this
1: year's. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. 23. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you see his yeah. mustache and believe or be a goldfish or some shit. You know, whatever. It's that's a, a, a great show. show.
0: That is a great it's a good show. show. <laughs> I love that show. But anyways, my last one. In all seriousness, I was really surprised about it appearing um, on my list.
3: Uh, you Y's shouldn't is be a you wrote P.
0: it i'm very excited for like what
1: did Actually, oh, you just blink and yeah, it, yeah. it was there
0: that that one i'm really excited for just woke for up and the because, the game was on um, his list it's like it's a it's a souls esque game which i'm usually not that excited for those games like i the games that i've enjoyed are like neo and neo 2 and Sekiro. i i enjoyed my very short stint with bloodborne and um so they're not the like the biggest uh or most hyped games for me per se the the souls-esque games but i really like the setting of this one a lot because it's kind of set in the uh i i think i think i'm gonna pronounce this right belle époque time period uh i can't do the french accent but the belle époque uh time period which is a very big departure for a souls s game a lot of them are kind of like this gothic stylized uh game or as yeah. in like the in in the case of neo and sekiro is more of the japanese mythological setting as yeah. i mean um, we're gonna see another game i think it's called wo wo lang which is gonna be wulong wulong whatever whatever it's whatever it's called is chinese mythology but this game is it it just it, it's a cool looking Souls S game to begin with, but the fact that it's like you're seeing these kind of like industrial revolution setting in some ways, um, it's just a really cool setup for a Souls S game because you could have these like clockwork creatures and everything, um, and it seems to have a very interesting premise plot wise because it's loosely based off of Pinocchio. And so,
3: yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I
0: this is just a game that um when I saw the trailer for initially I was like, wow, I'm actually really excited for this, and I was really surprised by it, my excitement for it. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to play this game whenever it drops. I think it's going to be
5: fun. Yeah, you know, it it looks solid. I I've been, been intrigued by everything I've seen from it so far. I'm kind of curious how they're going to.
4: What's going to be new with it, other than just the setting? Um, Right, just because there's 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 room to do some neat stuff with,
5: you know, that kind of marry that idea. Um, mm, So yeah, I'm I'm curious. I I, I, I wonder. I I, I want to see more.
0: I wonder if they'll play into the because this this takes place during a time period like right before World War One, from the 1800s to about 19 the 1910s that if they'll like have weapons that are predicated on the technology of that time yeah you know like interesting clockwork swords and things like that Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really interesting to to see if again kind of what i said with starfield if the potential for this game is met because i think there's a lot of potential here
4: yeah absolutely
0: All right, well, that's it. That's our lists. Uh, That that went on considerably longer than I expected it to, but uh, we have arrived at the point where we are going to take our first commercial break. So uh, we'll be right back after these fine messages.
2: You know, Shay, Josh, when I listen to the Chompcast, I don't just listen to the Chompcast. What do you do? I be chomping.
0: You be chomping? I be
2: chomping. What do you mean? You know, I chomp it to the east, and I chomp it to the west, and I chomp it over to swordchomp.com, where I listen to the Chompcast. Oh, shit. What else can I find there? What's at swordchomp.com? Uh, at swordchomp.com, you can chomp over to the east for episodes of the Chompcast where we talk about video games, or you can chomp over to the west for Chomping After Dark, where we spoil comics, movies, even video games themselves. Hell yeah. You know, one time <laughs> I was listening to the Chompcast in the back of a car and a police officer comes over and he knocks on the window and I roll it down and he shines his light on me and I say, I be chomping. And <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he was breathless. He didn't know what to say. You know what I would have said? Tell me. I would have said I'd be chopping. I'd be
0: chomping! Hey, y'all. We're back now. We're going to talk about some games. Okay. Uh, and basically, the, this is going to work a little bit different than we've done in the past. We've been off for a month and a half, and this is kind of the back end of the show. So... I don't want to say off for a month and a half. We, we were doing our game of the year stuff. We haven't really talked about the games we've been playing for the last month and a half. <laughs> so I figured we could take like five to 10 minutes each to just kind of talk about what we've been playing in the last month and a half and anything notable. And if anybody wants to jump in, they can.
3: Sure. Um,
0: so Ray, I'm going to start off with you. Um, same order as we did with the, the other discussion. What, Games though, or what notable things have you been playing in the last month and a half that you want to talk about?
1: Uh, really, just two games because I'm a sick person who just plays endless JRPGs. Um, hmm. first is Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky Second Chapter Evolution with an English translation patch <laughs> okay. on the PlayStation Vita. This is a game that while we can play second chapter via steam or whatever, there's an enhanced version that came out only on the PlayStation Vita mm. only in Japan. That we never had access to that fans made an English translation patch for that I've been playing. It's amazing. Hmm. Is it? Okay. Continu- I played first. I played the first chapter evolution. This is a direct continuation. If you try to access some of the DLC on an American account, the game seizes up, which I got used to. So it's just like, you know what? Just play the game as it is. (laughs) Great games still add some stuff that you do not get in the um, Steam ports. The Steam Mm. ports are inferior to these Vita
4: ports. And unfortunately, no one has made decent Vita emulators. uh To where the only really decent way to play Vita games mm. is to play it on a Vita. Fair point, fair point. And the other game. Yes, because I have a problem
1: is World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Oh, OK, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I just hit. Uh, my first max level, I hit level 70, even though I, at some point, the level cap in World of Warcraft was like level 120. They did a rollback. I hit the level cap earlier today for my main character. I have to say, just the new mode of flight that they've introduced is the most fun I've seen in MMO in a long time. It's skill based, it is it's new it's different and it offers variety and also they offer like leaderboards in terms of like dragon dragon flight racing so like if you're still willing to get into world of warcraft because it's an 18 year old game at this point 18 years old you know this game went to prom like
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it got laid
1: this, yeah, got this impregnated. game fingered a chick in the back seat. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? It got some dragon flying out of it, and it's a lot. I want to take
2: this. I want to take this game out behind the middle school and get it pregnant.
1: Well no, at this point, it got taken up behind high school. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And let's see honest, Rich, you and I, where it got taken out was Crest Hollow Country Club. Yeah, that is what passes for classy around here. Exactly. So you know what? It's been I fucked in fun. that bathroom that's upsetting
2: yeah it <laughs> should upset you
1: mm. no but World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Dragonflight sorry Rich just, just, just fucked me up wow Dragonflight
4: a worthy expansion and you know what they stumbled in the last couple ones this is a really a return to form good good yeah, that, mm. th- those last two were misses from everything oh, I've heard severe from a few friends who managed to, you know, muscle through all that. Anyway, I dipped
1: out of all of Shadowlands because of how bad the previous one was. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. Cool. That's
0: okay. There's nothing wrong with playing uh, one to two games for a month and a half, as uh, I will probably be talking about here mm-hmm. shortly myself. <laughs> but. Sure. Actually, I'll just do it now. I'll just do it now. Actually, fuck that order. I'll just do it now. Get it out of the way. Uh, okay. While Look we were doing guy. our Game of the... Going rogue. Going rogue. Uh, while we were talking about our Game of the Year shows, I was sick of hearing about Vampire Hunters, and then, lo, lo and behold, Vampire Survivors? Put on mobile for free.
2: Vampire survivors. survivors. Thank
0: you. What did I say? Vampire Hunters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Vampire Survivors, thank you. Anyways, uh. So I, I down after it was announced for free, after it was announced sure. for free on mobile, I was like, I was uh, talking with some students and watching them in their, their club. And um, they told was, you not to do that. And I was, I was bored and I was like, you know what? I'm going to download this, this game um, just for fun. Because we were talking about mobile games, like some of the students and I were, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna download this stupid ass game and see what it's about. And I became obsessed with this game. I fucking love this game. Um, I I, re- I have to eat crow here. I talked a lot of shit privately about these guys <laughs> constantly talking about this game. I understand why now. I got fucking yep. obsessed. I told I told them <laughs> privately that um i downloaded the game i was playing the first few days like the first day i was like i don't really get it and then the next day i was like oh shit i really want to play this game right now (laughs) i really want to play this game and uh a few days later i woke up in the middle of the night because i wanted to play this game so i I literally woke up at like 1 a.m just played it for an hour and then went right back to bed that's how addicted i was to this game i absolutely love my time with it um played the shit out of it. I haven't played the DLC yet. I want to save it. Um for a little bit longer down the road just because But I, you have been to the Bone Zone. Yes, Rich, I've been to the Bone Zone. Excellent. And, uh, and um
3: <laughs> That's right.
0: I I yeah I very much enjoyed this game. Uh it's a it's definitely a great game on mobile. It's an easy way to kill time uh if you're into that sort of thing. The other game that uh I had at least started. I was trying to get decent enough way into it for game of the year. I was. I had talked about it. I was not able to quite get into it as far as I wanted to. I pretty much just played Elden Ring for the past month. That's pretty. I never heard of it. It's pretty much all I've played, and it's Elden. What now? It's interesting because I I don't normally get that into Souls like games. Just because they piss me off, they frustrate me, and then I fall off of them. Because there there is a high learning curve. Um, it's just... It's like an investment. It's a huge investment up front. And it's one that I just have never yeah. been willing to stick with. And this game, because of its open world nature, has allowed me to get into it. It's incredibly accessible, which is something I talked about in our Game of the Year shows. But mm-hmm. I just... I've gotten so into this game now that I am literally doing every single thing I possibly can in my first run through of this game, because I want to see everything It is the same feeling that I had with breath of the wild. um, Many other open world games like fallout three, when I first played that game, uh, oblivion, I just want to see every location. So I am going literally everywhere, fighting every single boss I can and um i've just become so enamored with this game it's it's a great game um i'm running a confessor build i've been running that and um i've been for a while now i've been running like ludol the headless as my spirit ash and i recently got the uh god slayer's great blade which is beautiful ass weapon i love that weapon um recently got that but I've just been loving the ever loving shit out of this game. What, one of the things I wanted to mention is I absolutely, I talked about it last month when I mentioned it briefly in my game of the year stuff. I absolutely love the creativity of the bosses and the the enemies in this game. Uh, some of them can end up being samey at times. I, I will admit that, but I like some of the the bigger bosses that you fight are just incredible and I love them yeah. uh, a few a few days ago I ended up fighting uh the full name is Astle, natural born of the void and basically you're in you're in um you're, you're in this like place where it feels very ethereal because you just see galaxies and stars and this swirl of it's not the Milky Way, but it's Milky Way esque, all in the sky, and you're fighting this spectral scorpion insect thing with this haunting face, and it, it is a, uh, it is a, uh, it is a great, interesting boss fight. It was very creative, very difficult. Absolutely loved um, facing off against that, but. Yeah, I've just, I've really enjoyed my time. There have been times where I really hate the challenge of this game. Um, at times, uh, fighting the, which one was it? The Godskin Apostle in, in the underground part of the tower was brutal for me. Fighting those two gargoyles yeah. was, I know that's a, a trope in Dark Souls games.
4: Oh, I, I fucking hate it. We that love monster. a good gargoyle. I do not. I fucking hate gargoyles. Um. now but yeah
0: I, I will say overall I've really really enjoyed my time with this game obviously I'm still playing it this long I still have a lot to do in the game if I'm being honest with you I'm probably going to be playing it for at least another month but um, I want to do everything in this game you know I spent money on it I'm really yeah. enjoying my time with it I, I you don't
2: be- need to justify it man you're allowed to like a thing
0: Yeah. thank you <laughs> I appreciate your permission and your support as well, and yeah, I, I, fucking love this game. I wanna, I wanna finish it. I wanna finish it to its full completion. So.
2: I'm glad. I'm, I re- I'm genuinely glad you were like getting like when you talk about it, it makes me want to start another run in that game.
0: Dude, I like. Here's the thing: you guys don't even get to hear how much I'm talking about this game because I'm talking about it with other people in my life as well. I'm like, I have like five or six <laughs> different chats with other people talking about this game. I don't want to
2: talk. We talk to other people too all the time. <sighs>
5: Man. He keeps trying to rub See, that in like, our faces. No, no no no, friends. no, no,
0: no! Wow, <laughs> oh. like, shit going want, on. I don't want to inundate you guys with the sheer amount
5: I am talking about this game. Oh, like, friends, I'm people every oh, day. Oh, friends. He thinks he's going to overwhelm us with the sheer number of friends. Yeah.
2: Listen, Shay, my friends are super codependent. Ask Ray. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! No, no don't don't ask yeah, Don't bring don't bring up that story. I told you. No, is there, is there, I, you should be thankful I can't re-hear the story you told me right now. It's I have no doubt it's super weird.
2: Yeah, I'll tell it after the podcast. I do not want that recorded.
0: Yeah, please do. Please do. I'm curious now. But um, yeah, this it's been it's been a really fun game. I'm really enjoying it. I'm I'm enjoying all the little secrets and everything. Very, very, very much worth my time, worth the money I spent, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be talking about it and playing it for another month at least, so, I'm going to,
1: as the kids say, Tally Ho! Uh, anyways. That is exactly what the kids say. Thank right, you yeah. for- I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. Thank you for <laughs> You getting, are so plugged in! Yeah, you, thank you for getting right this guy on with the his pulse friends of the And, youth? His, and his
5: slang the that j- the kids use.
1: Of the Gen Z and their tally hoes. Yes. And their Excelsior's. Every, every
2: day when school's closing out for Ray, he's like, All right, kids, have a good weekend. And they go, Yeah, the bell, tally ho.
5: <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, no, they go, Ray
0: ho- ho- holds up his teacher's pointer stick and says, Excelsior. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and every run single
1: home. fucking time. Yes.
0: As it should be. <laughs> But uh, Rich, what have you been playing the last month and a half? I'm sure. Sure. A plenty. Um, I've been playing a few things. There's really only two
2: things I want to talk about uh, briefly. The first of which is I played a shit ton of Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh, yeah. Um, that game is fucking great. I already bought the season pass for it. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar, it is uh, Fire Axis. The XCOM folks this is a Marvel uh, tactics RPG with some deck building elements. Um and also as another fun element added into there's some persona ass DNA in this. Um, really, okay, yeah. Mm. Another another th- a thing I really like about it, which is kind of it's using the Midnight Suns, which understandably I think a lot of people will not be familiar with that particular Marvel team. Um, and they're allowed to take a lot of liberties because it is a very underutilized Marvel team. Uh, the Midnight Suns are basically like the sort of supernatural Avengers of the Marvel universe. Um. You get a pretty wide collection of characters in this, though. Not all of them typically associated with that team. You get those you'd expect, like, you know, Ghost Rider, Scarlet Witch, um, Blade. But then also, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, Wolverine, Spider-Man. Um, and the way the game is basically structured is you it is set and there is an exploration element where you are playing as a new character who is sort of bringing this team together. Create a character you make. Um, the explore the hunter yes and you are exploring the midnight sun's abbey um which exists in uh technically it exists in boston but in a pocket dimension mm. um so still boston so still boston yeah you're a cousin from boston yeah, from boston but uh basically there's a whole area to explore out around the abbey where you can unlock and discover things and find challenges and also, in a very persona-like element between missions, you can you have a friendship level with all the other members of the Midnight Suns, and uh expanding that friendship level grants you new abilities for them. It eventually grants you like bonus costumes, like team costumes and things like that, and just sort of ups their stats and gives you team attacks. Um The combat itself is just so fucking fun, like so well balanced. It is a a tactics game, not in the like very strict, rigid XCOM sort of grid, but you basically load out into a mission with three characters. Every character has a deck comprised of twelve cards that you're upgrading, swapping out cards as you level up and things like that. And um, just sort of chaining attacks together. Like it's such a refined combat system, it's hard to really like explain how it works, but it it sounds more complicated than it is. It's a card-based tactics game. With honestly, like limitless depth. Um, I actually plan on starting a new game plus in it pretty soon because I did buy the season pass, which is going to add four new characters and a bunch of new scenarios in the coming months. But I just kind of want to keep grinding it out and playing more of it because there are main story objectives, but then there are also repeatable missions that you can get to grind out, like again, your friendship levels with these characters, their overall levels, get new costumes, get new loot. Uh, it's limitlessly fun, and again, there's something about those persona elements I always love. Like, Sure, there's a lot of weird dialogue going on, but also at one point I joined a book club with Captain America and Blade, and that's super fucking there weird, you go. and I find yep. it hilarious. Yep. Like that In their funny. off time between missions, it's like, I'm discussing Sun Tzu's The Art of War with Captain America and Blade. You know what, I about, like like,
1: like How you brought up the persona elements, but I, I, I haven't played this game, but I gotta say that the Abbey... Specifically, even more so than Persona, almost seems like Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes, it's, there's it, definitely. It, it's like it's like these these develop. Pharaxis was like, yo, we played a lot of Three Houses. That game is pretty dope.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah
1: there there is definitely a lot of that in there. A
2: um, another thing I I kind of want to bring up on the heels of this is one of my favorite pieces I ever wrote in my time. At uh, Destructoid years ago, was in what I thought the perfect X Men game would be, and it was basically like, "Hey, they should make an X Men game that is Persona." Um, and now it kind of makes me go like, "They should make another one of these games that's just set at xavier's School, like so Fire X." Should you're, do. A- you're Nostradamus. In some ways, yeah, because this is probably one of my favorite Marvel games in a long time. Like, I to some degree, this is kind of what I was asking for. Uh, I just wasn't expecting them to do it with this particular Marvel team. Like know, I thought X- X-Men least, was the more natural fit.
1: At least it wasn't a Dennis Dyak game where they had to li- literally physically destroy all physical copies of the game eventually for stealing code.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we can all be grateful for that. We can all be very grateful for that. Um, it does have Wolverine
1: in it, so I was kind of right. Eventually, mm-hmm. all Marvel games have Wolverine in it. It's like a natural, like, no matter what it is, like Avengers, Wolverine, X-Men, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Wolverine. I mean,
2: one of my also, yeah, there's there's a good collection of like really fun and referential skins in this game. But I wanted to point out one of my favorites that I just uh, towards the end of my play at Unlocked for Hulk in this game is uh, there's a maestro skin, which for anyone who doesn't know that Hulk storyline, it is the storyline where Hulk basically kills everyone and goes ballistic. But they made one for this game that is not just that comic book skin. It's very specific to this version of the Hulk. So basically, it's him with the beard in full Maestro gear, but he's wearing something from every member of this team in particular. Like, he's wearing Ghost Rider's skull around his neck. He has Captain America's shield as, like, a pauldron. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's it's a very cool design.
5: That's neat.
3: Mm. Uh,
2: But yeah, that game... Fucking great. Uh surprising like with Fire Axe's pedigree, it's not really surprising. It's just I never would have expected them to make a game about the Midnight Suns. Uh and it kicks ass. Don't worry, guys, Morbius DLC is coming soon. That's not a joke that's really coming to the game. Uh <laughs> it's Morbin time.
1: It's not Morbi you.
2: It's not Morbi me. It's Morbius. It's Morbi
5: Us. Morbi <laughs> <be> We. Uh,
2: <laughs> sometimes Morbi We. Uh, and the other thing that I am still playing right now uh, is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, uh, which is the remaster of the Final Fantasy VII PSP prequel.
1: The protagonist that did not invest in LifeLock, so someone stole his identity. Uh-huh. Yes,
2: <laughs> Zach Fair should have invested in LifeLock is the point, but... um. It's great that this came out, is what I'll say, because this game is fantastic of like all those weird Final Fantasy seven spinoffs that happened, like the whole A game, B game, C game thing they did years ago uh, yeah. to expand the universe of Final Fantasy seven. I think Crisis Core is the one that is one, it adds some interesting stuff to the mythos and two, it is a genuinely good game.
1: It's the only it it's, a, it's the only Dirge of Cerberus yeah. is trash I remember right. because at our shared old job, probably before you even worked there, I beat it in one setting. One sitting, it was on the PS2, was awful. And it's not a good game. Advent Children is an abject mess.
2: It's a commercial for a phone.
1: Um, yes. But yeah, this
2: this one is a genuinely good action RPG that was trapped on the PSP. It was never even released digitally, so you couldn't get it on like a Vita if you had that even. Um, UMD, son! But now it's on everything. You can get it on your Switch. I'm playing it on PS5, and having that game playing it in an up-the-resolution on my big TV and with a proper controller just further reinforces, like, what a good action RPG it is. Even if you do uh, get a little sick of hearing initiating combat mode every two seconds. Conflict resolved. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm... I'm gearing towards the tail end of that uh great game i think it also with the way final fantasy 7 remake appears to be going it's even more important to kind of have an understanding of these events yeah. uh and if you haven't played the original and why things are going to be different if they are going to be different in remake going forward um it is there's some real points where the the writing is real early aughts in terms of, like, m- melodramatic bullshit, like, when we're talking about like,
5: Zach, what does an angel dream of? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but, uh, hopefully people have been inoculated to that from neon white well, last year. it's one of those things,
1: also, we can have properly for- meditated on what does an angel dream of? Do we have uh, a it's to answer? be human. He thank gives you, you the answer. It's so to th- be, it's to be you. human. So we
2: have the answer yeah the answer is to be human that's beautiful uh, that is so
1: early on oh, thanks Angel. Angel. and yeah, also tell me about I, a
4: soldier's honor oh protect your soldier honor right <laughs> but uh
2: yeah i mean i still that that game is still great like i was not wrong to remember that game fondly and having it be in a place where you can play it more easily now is, is fantastic and it's definitely worth yeah checking out also, if you haven't ever played it.
5: Want, which I'm
1: sure there's a ton of people who added. I want to ask just for my own edification, Sang's Sang from the Turks is little digital yeah. di- does that summon the helicopter. Yes. Oh okay. Yeah. So see, I remember enough about that game.
2: And Sang's roulette attack, yeah, yeah, summons a helicopter. And I
1: feel like Sang was actually a really standout character for that game. I feel like he was such a big character in the original FF7 that where he, he, he is, really comes into his own. I think all of the
2: Turk characters that are featured prominently in Crisis Core are like humanized in a good proper way. Yeah. Like That's Sang is more than just like some brooding leader of the Turks. Like he is actually Zach's friend and he uh Sissene, who is not in Final Fantasy VII proper, is an interesting character who is a a Turk member.
1: And and you know what? I feel like this is actually almost a primer for someone, for people, you know, younger people who didn't get to play FF Seven in 1997. The Turks were kind of throwaway, like, not joke characters, but they were bit players, and this, the expansion of the lore of the universe actually made them a lot more fleshed out in a way that was worthwhile like they were cool characters like and you learn a lot about them and that's why i'm kind of hoping that you know that delayed uh mobile version of the whole saga yeah i'm hoping a lot of people get to see like almost like a unified version of that because ff7 has a lot of cool ideas and a lot of cool concepts that got explored in disparate settings because you look at like ps1 psp and a fucking dvd and the ps2 like there's a lot going on there
2: another interesting thing that I, i think is important to the way they're expanding the narrative with the remake um that crisis core explores at least in its early hours is the war with wutai uh because they're touching on it a bit more in remake because they imply that like Avalanche has ties to Wutai um, and
1: oh, that's a, crisis that Corps, ties into the remake. Yeah, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, because
2: Cry- Crisis Core actually explores in its early hours that, yeah, there was a war like Shinra was at war with the nation of Wutai and like the early missions take place in. Wu wutai with you, you fighting off soldiers and like sieging this fortress and like that's not the main point of that game but it does explore like why does soldier exist why is shinra so heavily armed it's like yeah there was a war
1: well it also sh- shows how yeah. Zack cuts his teeth as it were yeah how he has his you know the basic sword before he gets you know
2: yeah you have the soldier sword and then like about i want to say about six hours into that game you finally get the buster sword and combat actually changes quite a bit once you do get that because it's a slower weapon with like stance changes and stuff
1: it's it's slower but also you know it's nice to see how psp games the psp was really like an important system that i feel like is only just sort of being mined for nostalgia
4: like we're starting to Mm -hmm. see like Sony put a lot into that handheld. It's almost, for sure in a way that's
1: nostalgic, whereas the Vita was more like we need to eject things from the Vita, like Persona 4 Golden and stuff like that. And, you know, Assassin's Creed liberation. Like they need to be like, not to be joking, liberated from it. PSP is like, let's remember it. As opposed to let's
4: escape it. (laughs) No, PSP was a good system. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think this
2: is like one of the crown jewels of that system.
1: And so much mm-hmm. it, again, it wasn't released digitally, so you had to have a UMD,
2: which sucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I still have that UMD, so, and I will so, likely never get rid of so it. Do I. But it's nice to have it on my PS5 now as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. a, it's a great game and I'm glad it got updated especially with the quality of graphics like they did not have to put that work into it
2: no they did not it, it does like it it still looks like an older game but it looks really good um and they it looks like a PS3 honestly game. what I yes for sure for sure it looks like a PS3 game and what I also think is was the smart choices they flat out just ripped the UI
4: out of FF7 remake and slapped it on this and it works great yeah that's cool that's cool. All right. Well, Josh, round it up. What
0: games have you been playing?
5: Keeping sticking with this theme of we've only played two things in a month. Um, I have. It's not sh- true at all, but those were the two I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's, wh- whether it's true or not, that's what we've It's, it's a thing. It's, anyway, um, I have played Melatonin, which is a game I've been waiting for for a while that came out while we were doing the game of the year
4: stuff. Uh, That is a rhythm heaven like um, sold with like a really chill vibe where you're essentially playing the different dreams that some guy has at night. And so, you know, all the all the visuals are like kind of, you know, just dream logic, like nonsense um, type things like. Um, like eating a ton of fast food, like to the rhythm of stuff and 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 whatnot. Um, really good. Um, music to go with it, like it's 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 got a
5: really strong beat, which is kind of what you need for for this style of game. Like it's it's really easy for the rhythm to get lost sometimes
4: whenever you're not actually really focusing on the groove um the music really works well in this game um the uh the the art style like i mentioned before uh well, not really mentioned i kind of setting is what i mentioned but it is this uh like oranges and pinks and purples uh like uh just like just like dreamsicle looking palette to it that is just super cool and fits with that whole just chill atmosphere they're going for right
5: um right it's it's super relaxing the 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 vibes are great just all the music it's it's a great game just to sit down and chill with um it's fairly short if you're just gonna go through it, but I think usually rhythm games are more about oh I, I want to like get a perfect score on this level or whatnot. Um, at least you know that's that's kind of been what this genre does a lot. Um, I think it was like ten or fifteen
4: dollars, so that might I know that might bother some people because it's like I it took me like an hour to get through all the levels.
5: And I know that's gonna bug some people, but that was to get through all the levels. they still have hard modes, and like um, I'm gonna wanna go back and get perfect runs of them, so I'm gonna be playing this game for significantly significantly longer than an hour um hmm. but depending on i mean you probably already know based off of everything I've said so far, whether you want you know a rhythm game in your life, but yeah, yeah. that's yeah
0: the the thing is with those games like. Sometimes when you beat a game and you're like, oh, that's going to be my comfort food for the future. So you'll play oh, yeah, it sometimes. Yeah. But like we talked about so many times on the show, $10 to $15 is two drinks at Starbucks, depending on the place you live. Yeah. Or it's, it's about the same price of admission for a movie theater movie. Not that people are doing that as much as they used
5: to. But, yeah, um, no, no. I, I don't think it's an unfair price. I was just wanted to mention that in case someone's like, Picking this up on a whim because oh, oh that right. sounds kind of neat um, hmm. or whatever like I yeah I don't upfront is kind of my 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 thing there because I it does feel a little on the light side content wise even compared to some of the other games in this sort of genre um, hmm. it's it's important to know what you're getting
2: but I yeah. agree I don't think I don't think that's an unreasonable asking price
3: yeah
5: yeah uh, especially given everything else there like the the art is great the music is great the animations are nice and snappy and go with yeah it's got a hell of a look on. yeah yeah it's it's really cool the The main character is just
4: Saitama looking motherfucker like he, he's, he's, he's yeah he's great
3: hmm
4: you're great okay alright next game number two since we all only played two
5: games um, it's true <laughs> is you Card can't prove Shark. that it's not true yeah yeah oh you finally played Card Shark I, I really want to hear Card about Shark. this yes it's one I've been it's been sitting on my list
4: for forever like it's it looked like my sort of game um Card Shark is a I guess memory slash dexterity game
5: a la something I'm trying to think even what even what to describe it like but um basically you are a card shark working with you
4: know another con man partner to rip people off uh in the um like right before the french revolution era
5: and i'm completely blanking on what that era is actually called but anyway like right before everything starts going sideways so you're You're the... uh, Right before they roll out the guillotines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the protege of this old um, getting close to retiring con artist. And you're following him around and helping him with different uh, sleight of hand and whatnot. And so you have to learn the tricks, which are all kind of input-based things. um, And then also you're, you're... The way they're taught, you're actually learning the tricks, like not the actual physical handling of the cards, but the all the theory behind it. Um, How it's actually how it's actually done. Like okay, like this this is where you control the card to the bottom and count off, you know, in order to make sure that you're you're dealing to who you want to uh, type things. How to how to you know stack a deck surreptitiously that that sort of thing um lots of actual legitimate <laughs> scams uh scams and and you know somewhat magic tricks depending on the application of which which is really cool um and you have to kind of remember how they're done while it's going on uh like during the actual scams like you can practice them all you want beforehand but then you get into a mission and you have to do it all by memory at that point, which is neat. They've got some difficulty modes based, you know, like you can retry as many times as you want or anybody catches you and you're going to jail um, type of a thing, depending on how hardcore you wanted to be about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's mechanically a lot of fun to play, and then the narrative they're, they're telling there, with there's there's a lot of political intrigue, Going on of about why exactly you're you're going around scamming these particular people, trying to mm. uh, you know pull some strings behind behind the scenes there
4: that are really cool, um, and then the the aesthetic of it is kind of a um, like that, that that sort of antique uh, picture book type. Uh, Almost like a woodcut print aesthetic.
5: That is, I was
2: trying to think of a good way to like put it into words. That's yeah. probably the, the closest you would get. I would think. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really great. I've been enjoying just the hell out of this game. Well, well, you know, uh, over the break here, I'm I'm glad I finally got
4: around to it. I I put it off for too long. That's what breaks are for, man.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
4: what they're for.
0: Well, cool. Well, normally we would take another break here, but I think it's good enough here where we can round up the show with our very important announcement uh, that we've been sitting on for a week now. Uh, If if you're the patrons, you already know about this. Um, Starting this month, we are going to be taking a few months off because Rich is pregnant. Um, He's been dealing with the complications of pregnancy, and so we're going to take some time off for that. With
4: the motion. With food, food and emotion. Twins, they're twins. But uh, I've actually anyways. been hired by a company of dwarves to help them
2: reclaim their mountain. Right. Mm. <laughs> I've never
5: You're met fantasy dwarves, dwarves so interested in the American I don't know banking why they numbers before. a thief, but
1: <laughs> they needed a burglar. I know this seems really weird, but l- let as someone who's not even the normal. Person normally in the show. Let's give the actual straight explanation.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's
1: a great idea. Thank you.
4: We uh, needed a few so, jokes, but yeah, that's In,
0: all, in all seriousness, um, so we've. Long story short, uh, we've felt incredibly burnt out. The past, I would say, honestly, like really, really burnt out. The past six months, I, I, very each one of us has felt that varying degrees um over the past few years but it it really came to a head um within the past six months it's like nothing against each one of us towards each other or anything like that just with the amount of content we've been putting out over the years um how long we've been doing it and just i guess the the subject matter that we're talking about amongst other things like personal life issues that i'd rather not discuss here um i want to keep that uh people's personal lives private um they are owed that that um we've just been kind of running on fumes the past six months um I, i'm going to be transparent about this Our our patreon hasn't been as good as we can run it, um, especially in the past, and and that's not due to the number of people. It's just like we have not been necessarily holding up our end of the bargain as well as we could have, in terms of that. Uh, just the quality of content we've been putting out just isn't to our usual standards, um, if we're being honest, and just the amount of content we've been making um, and whatnot is just kind of spread ourselves really thin, and um, I think that for us that we just, we just need to take some time away to just kind of reassess what we're going to be doing going forward in the future and kind of allow ourselves time to recharge. I mean, Josh and I have been doing podcasts together off and on for over 12 years now, um, probably closer to 14 for him. And I, I joined the original podcast a little bit later, so it's closer to 13 for me. Um, We've been doing this podcast. This is going to be our seventh year doing this. And uh, we come here every week, minus, you know, the vacation days that we've taken, like Thanksgiving or Christmas. And uh, Rich has been here for, this is his uh, third, fourth year now. Third? Fourth? Who can, who can keep track? <laughs> Sorry I'm boring you, but... Uh,
2: it's 1.30 in the morning, Shank. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: I just like to make that joke every time, but, um, no, I mean, he's been here for a while and Ray's, like you said, he's part-time and he's new, but he's still here. We just, we need, we need some time off is what we've decided. Um, it's nothing against the fans. It's nothing against each other. Obviously we just did a three hour episode with each other. So nothing like that. So how our break is going to work is the episode you're listening to right now, um, Mm -hmm. is going to be one of our one episode for this month. We're going to do one episode in February and one episode in March. And those two episodes in February and March are going to be much more relaxed than what we usually do. I'm not going to have an intro. Um, I might just be like, hey, everyone, welcome to the ChompCast. Uh, we're here. We're going to talk about some games, something simple like that. Just keep it real simple, real low key. There's, it's not going to be our usual editing job that you have grown accustomed to. Josh does an amazing, amazing job each and every week. Um, it's going to be ChompCast Raw yeah essentially that's what it's going to be we're just going to press record we're going to put it together and then we're just going to put it live um that's essentially what we're going to do for those two episodes and we're just going to get together and just like talk about any notable things in gaming whether it's like oh did you hear about this in the news the other day i'm not
2: even going to talk about uh, games i'm just going to talk about like shit i saw in the supermarket
0: keep it serious serious for a second i'm
1: actually not even kidding there's a really real possibility that the fans will actually prefer the less edited version.
0: We'll see. It remains to be seen. We'll see what happens, but this is kind of an experiment in a way for us as well as, uh, we've kind of had the same format for the past few years now, and maybe it needs to be shaken up. Who knows? Um, but regardless of the reasons, that's kind of what we're going to do for the next, uh, three months. And then we're going to kind of, as a group kind of get together and discuss, um, what, what we want to do going forward with, with all aspects of sword chomp. Um, if, uh, we're going to change what the chomp cast is, or we'll keep it largely the same, like what it's going to look like, just kind of look at evolving what we do as a brand and as an entity and as a group of people who like to talk about video games. But, um, so for those of you who haven't heard the announcement, if you are a patron, the Patreon will be on hold during that time. We, of course, will not be charging anybody for that. Um, but we're that still, be, still,
1: we're still keeping the so, Discord as, as, ever, as, yes, 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 as yes. it is. So, yeah, like, so we're still talking yes. to like those people. Like, they, yeah, they yes. still have to deal with us, if we to their detriment, whether they know it or not. Right. So, uh, the
0: the Patreon will be temporarily suspended for the past uh, for the next few months. Uh. As Ray is pointing out, we will still have our Discord up and running. Um, If you're interested in that, you can pop over there and check that out. Uh, The merch store will still be up. I I mean, if you guys want to buy merch and stuff like that. You might see our article section be... It might have random articles pop up from time to time. I know... uh, um, I don't know the timetable... I don't know on the timetable on that, but I know Rich still needs to get up. Uh, our top games of 10 games of last year articles up so he might work on that during this time um, there might be other articles randomly popping up who knows so th- that section might be sparsely populated here and there it's going to be more irregular uh, not that it hasn't been the last few months to be honest with you we've all kind of been burnt out even from writing articles I that's... think so uh, that's just where we're at right now um, I I personally don't want to apologize for it just because it's it's something that I think we've all desperately needed and in terms of like mental physical emotional health that i think this is the best for us going forward just for the next few months we need some time off and whatnot so uh i will say if you stick around after these three months and you want to continue to support us and whatnot thank you very much uh if you choose to move on for whatever reason we won't judge you but thank you for your support up until this point Uh, It really has meant a ton to us and uh, hopefully you can be understanding of why we are taking a few months off quote unquote to just kind of reset, recharge and whatnot. So uh, thank you for being patient uh, on that. And um, yeah, I mean that's hopefully we answered all questions that you have that we are willing to answer. Like uh, I I do want to say one thing. um, Last thing I will say about this. If, you are further curious about the reason why we're doing this, you can choose to uh, either send an email to sorchomp gmail.com or you can DM me directly on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm not going to necessarily answer all your questions if you're like, oh, hey, I heard you mention that somebody's having some personal issues going on in their life. Uh, I'm just curious about that. I'm not going to answer your questions um, about that. I want to, like I said, I want to respect the privacy of each one here who may or Each and everyone here who may or may not be going through some personal things in their life, I will respect that privacy. So please do not ask me those questions, period. I will not tolerate it. Um, But other than that, like if you're just curious or you want to reach out and just send some words of support and encouragement, those are always, always encouraged. And uh, honestly, it would probably not only benefit me, I'm not asking you to do that. If it would probably help the guys as well, if you if you are interested in doing that, it's welcome. You don't have to be, feel shy about doing something like that. Is what I'm saying. But um, enough uh, talking about ourselves. I never like doing that. It, I always feel like it's like self relation and I'm not. I'm, I I don't enjoy doing that. Um, so that's
2: speak for yourself.
0: <laughs> also, I don't, Rich we can
1: come out of. Really wants to go to bed.
0: Yeah, we can come out of serious time now. Um, I just. Very important announcement, obviously. So, um, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, thank you for everything up until this point. Um, we just want to come back stronger and provide the content that we know we are capable of and we feel that we should be
1: putting out in the world. So, um, listen, for being patient. Can I just say something off the cuff because this actually means something to me? Um, I came in late
4: and past the obvious. Rift that this site had. I just want to say
1: that. You guys. Josh, Shay, and Rich. You guys have actually built something really great. Off the. Off the back. Off. You know, your your departure. And I feel like once. You always, Once you guys are ready to come back. Like.
4: Full time you have something really worthwhile to give. Like, you know, I've known Rich for a long time. Shay, Josh,
1: I haven't known you guys nearly as long, but I'm so happy you have known you in the time that
4: I've known you guys. And you all have something so different to give. And the parts, you know, it's it equals to more you know it's such a good sum total so you know what everyone needs to take their break and when you guys are ready to come back there's going to be a good hole to come back to mm. and we're going to fill that hole
1: yeah I, was, I, I knew there was going to be some whole joke I was relying on you thank you <laughs> You're welcome. We <laughs> usually only deal in half jokes around here. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's a uh, it's very lazy. Uh, Low hanging fruit is our favorite
4: kind.
0: True, true. But no, thanks for saying that, Ray. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, warm feelings going right back to you, buddy. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that's that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, it's not a sad affair. It, just think of it as like we're doing the best thing for us, and that's. A happy, it's happy a, affair. It's a see you later, yeah. not goodbye. Exactly, and the thing is, like, if you Wake really want content from me. us, I guarantee you that you haven't listened to every episode of the Chompcast, and Evoking the Sublime, and Chomping After Dark, and Chomping at the Bits. So, If I, you
2: do, you can maybe find a good one. Let us know
0: if you find a
1: good one. <laughs> we haven't found one yet. So
0: You're so not gonna if, find it if, as long as
1: the Rich is involved.
0: So if, you, if you're, like, yearning and aching for more content from us go back and find something that you haven't listened to yet and if you've listened to everything just find a classic where uh, somebody yells
1: I'm in hell but anyways um... <laughs> and get ready for the new Patreon <laughs> tier. so listen to the game of the year shows when we come back just get ready for the new Patreon tier where Josh will have to grow out his ponytail a certain length based on how many patrons we get <laughs>
0: I thought you were gonna say like a Patreon where we send a, where we get into like a Skype call with someone and we just scream at him for thirty minutes. I'm in
1: hell. No, no, no. Just you like, understand? I, I'm looking at Josh's nightmare, ponytail nightmare, right nightmare. now. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Like uh, I, I want, I want Josh to have like an eighteen foot ponytail by the time we're done. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: You want him to be the main character.
1: Yes, he already is. Uh So you want the
0: ponytail to wear him as
2: well. He
1: plays the most games Among Us, so why shouldn't he really see this shit? I have played a lot of Among Us. Among Us. Among Us. That's
5: that's, of not. No, you just set it for the joke. I support you. I support
1: you making the joke. It had to be made.
3: (sighs) Goodbye, people.
1: We'll miss you dearly.
3: Yes. Uh,
0: let's, let's end the show uh, if you want to check out our stuff head over to storechomp.com obviously it's a weird thing to plug as uh, we're saying we're going to take a few months <laughs> off but that's where you'll find all of our um, podcasts and you'll find our article section and our merch store and obviously the Patreon if it wasn't suspended which it is right now and a lot of cum but anyways uh, that's it for the end of the show I want to say thank you to Ray, Rich and Josh for being here I was your host Shay Rich, I think that this is probably the last time you're going to get to use this for a while, so take it away.
2: That's what we say.